morning. It's <laughs> 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 working. Yeah, me and Matt are it's having technical difficulties, but then uh, a robot just said, "No recording." So I think we're, <laughs> I think we're better now. I said when it when it works, I, I, I cough, so you know I'm recording. But no, the robot stole my thunder. So um, thanks, Craig, the robot. No recording. You right, mate? Yeah. Uh, no. Um, What's up, man? What's up? What's up with motion picture madness? I, mate, I've been wiped out by the old. Well, I thought it was COVID, but it wasn't. It's the old. Uh, yeah, the the plague, uh, the bloodborne plague. So I'm about to turn into a beast, but um. Yeah, we had a week off, didn't we, mate? Because I was dying. Um, yep. I've just been in bed watching a ton of shit, so I don't even know where you want to start, mate. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to send over this entire list of shit I wrote down and just let <laughs> you decide where. But Through it. before we do all that, mate, uh, you've just watched a, a pretty big old film, haven't you, before we start recording? Yeah, oh, man. I went to watch Dune this morning. It comes out. When are we releasing this? In about four or five days' time, it come out. Um, I can't. I won't say enough. I'm not like Khan, but I won't say anything because it will spoil it for everyone. But all I'll say is, Dune is really, really good. <laughs> I really liked Dune. Um, uh, Denis Villeneuve, the naughty boy, more like the naughty legend. He, um, it's re- uh, this, this, I get what he's saying now about seeing it on the big screen. I still don't agree with him by saying that you have to see it on the big screen, otherwise, you know, uh, you know, angels and kids are going to die around the world, but. Know, see it on the biggest screen possible with the best sound system and god damn you'll uh you won't regret it but yeah dune two and a half hours of pure sci-fi awesomeness it is heavy sci-fi but damn is it good so if you like if you like denise work then you'll like this i said to you boys it's got like his stamp all over it from watching blade runner and arrival and that and all that before it's fi- only he could have directed this film and make it work i think right Sweet. Well, it has been called Impossible to Adapt before that book, hasn't it, Frank? Yep. Herbert's uh, classic Herbert. book. This um, is part one as well, which comes up, you know, Dune part one. So this is... They're, that's they're gonna very get... optimistic from Denis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Imagine if, it, imagine if it was actually shit. It's like, it just never... Does it... No, it definitely needs... Again, um, it definitely needs a part no, two. No, because... not that it'd be shit, but he wanted to do more Blade Runner, didn't he? But he didn't make enough money, so... Yeah. Didn't make enough blade blow money, and then he said, "Oh, I'm surprised it wasn't ostracised from the film industry or some crap like that." It's like, everyone loved your film; it just didn't make very much money. That's all. Um, yeah. But no, it's re- really good, mate. I think. I think again, we know how 2021's been for you, mate. I'm going to touch wood. I think you'll really like it. I really do think you're going to really enjoy doing. But he said that about 90 percent of all the other <laughs> films that come out uh, this year. <laughs> no, so I think I you'll sat like looking it. through it yes- yesterday. For that reason, I was like, "Am I just being? Am I just being Marty?" But now, the last the last two years have had great films released, like what a cool word, constantly. But uh, this year, no, not not for me. But um, oh, I think you'll dig it, mate. Yeah, uh, I hope so. I think I'll probably see it Wednesday. Maybe it depends what when yes. they're doing the staff showings and whatnot. But um, best yeah. bin will enjoy it. Well, it is a bit of a slow burn, but at time, but there is enough to pace it. It never felt like two and a half hours, so I think that best bin will be right as well. Watching it, I don't think he's going to get too bored. And Zendaya is in it, so that old perv will be happy. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. The big stack. Yeah, so, that's uh, your investment. Um, that's yeah. You, you. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's really good, mate. Really good. Uh, highly recommend it. Um, I, 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 I helped Mark Commode out of the building as well. My boy Mark was there. 
Um, oh, nice. And I, took, and I took a picture of him walking away. He is a very nice man. In what way did you help him out the building? Did you, did you touch him, Matt? Please tell me you didn't. Uh, well, actually, I pushed him over, and then I was oh, like, nice. "Oh, you look, looks like you fell over there. Let me help you." Kicked him a few times, but no. Yeah. He, he, so, he, oh, honestly, you look just like Mark Abode, but more ugly somehow. <laughs> um, then he punched me. No, it's like a pro. You come out of the screening because it's up at Warner Brothers, and are you trying to? There's no discernible exit sign. There's just it's a bit like that. Oh, in this one this morning. Yes. It's a oh. bit like the one in um. In I thought it, you meant. Got a d- I thought you meant for Halloween Kills because you was, saw him there, was, didn't you? He was a few behind me, yeah. Um, because and I, I I only knew because I saw somebody post a picture online. I was like, oh, for Christ's sake! But, um, there's no. It was like in it, you know. You've got that door that says "scary," really scary, or "don't open this." It was a bit like that. It's like which one do I go through? So I was like, I think we came through this one, Mark. And he kind of waddled over there. Waddle's probably the worst thing to say. He walks over there. Is this a true story? I don't know if you've you've just... I don't know if this is still part of the joke you were just telling. (laughs) No, it's a true story that those doors weren't there. But, I mean, it was like you've just got, like, three doors. And there's no... You don't know which one to open. It's like, well, if I go that one, do I end up... So did you not say hello? This this man's your hero. I did, I did. I did say hello, and all I could, all I could muster. Well, I said hello. Um, did you did you like the film? To which he said yes. And then I had to ask him. I said, um, I said, I know it's, I know it's trite, but Exorcist reboot. Will you watch it? And he said, he said he wasn't because I remember him saying beforehand that he wasn't bothered by it. And he said he's he's happy to give it the benefit of the doubt. So, heard it there okay. first. So, Mister Commode, whose favourite film is the I Exorcist? Think, I think Commode in his in his. Uh in his recent years, has become a lot more forgiving of films in a good way. I think he used to Certainly like... big films, yeah. Yeah, he used to Because re- I've watched him for years. I, I just watch him when the clips come out on YouTube, basically. The, him and Simon Mayo, when they used to put them up. And the documentaries yeah. that he did. But he used to really kick the shit out of some films just unnecessarily. And I don't know. I, I, I was watching a video the other day, to be fair. Um... I mean, I, I'm not doing this. I, I, I do kick the shit out of films sometimes, but... Um, I was watching a video with Ryan Hollinger, our boy Hoiver, the other day. And uh, he was saying that, like, he's sort of gone to a point now where he just can't be bothered with just kicking stuff anymore. Like, he'd rather watch something, even something that's not as good, and try and find something good in it than just Mm. kick it for whatever reason. And, like, Chris Stuckman's just kind of done that now, hasn't he? He said online the other day, he's not going to just kick stuff anymore. He's going to just review stuff that he enjoys. He's doing his own film now, directing his own film now. Yeah. He's kind of like, well, now I know more of the pr- the process. I kind of felt bad you know, crapping on other people's work when and every, every film's made with the best intention. I'm not. Um, I'm not at that level <laughs> where, where I'm where I've no, I've reached the uh, the maturity to stand there and say, um, yeah, I'm gonna just not get annoyed with any film that I don't like, but um, yeah, fair play to those guys. Cause I think that that is a nice approach towards sort of talking about films is like, obviously commode is, I don't think Hollinger ever, ever has considered himself a critic, but he says a lot of the times that like he gets analyst, isn't he? judged as so. Yeah. He's just an analyst. Yeah. But, um, oh yeah very much so it's not i never whenever i put words out and i don't like the film i'll never ever tag or hashtag the director or the or, or stuff like that because you don't want to draw their attention and sometimes i don't even put it out i'll put it on my stories but it's I know not some until people, you do it i don't think where like you'll you'll say like oh this film's absolutely dog shit it's the worst thing ever and then 
the person responds to you because I've had that like mm. only on on a small level where people have been like, "Oh, shame you didn't like it," and then I'm like, "God, I'm such a dick." This guy's really not. Oh, this girl's really yeah. nice, and I have to shit on them. But yeah. no, I know some people who go out of their way to tag the creators, and I think. What are you? What are you actually aiming to do with that? Yes, he didn't like something, but don't tag them and say, I don't know, like, oh, he Mike Flanagan. I thought uh, Midnight Mass was shit. So what? Are you, what, what are you going to get? Well, at? he'd know that that was a lie at that point, wouldn't he? He'd know that that was absolute horseshit. And I find did I, I hadn't watched all of it, had I? By the time no, last time we no, did an episode it was two weeks you'd ago. You watched one, I think. Uh, I think I'd watched or none. I hadn't watched any. No, because I was going to watch some that day. This is what happens when we have a week off. We've now got like an absolute like tsunami's worth of stuff to talk about and um midnight mass yeah i finally what i watched it on the that weekend we recorded the last episode on ant's recommendation obviously ant says to watch it i'm gonna watch it ant says jump i say how say how high but um yeah i really really like midnight mass mate and um i know most other people did but mike mike flanagan is i don't know now if i want to see him do another film or if i want him to stay in the streaming world because he well, tells you, such he- good stories you texted me before I watched Midnight Mass and said, like, um, Ant, you think he's, his name is, like, sort of up there with, like, Eggers and uh, Perkins and... Bobby Eggers. Yeah, all, all the modern horror masters sort of thing. And Peel, let's throw him up there. Um, but I said sort of no, not really, before watching mm-hmm. Midnight Mass, and I think he probably is now. Yeah, he's he's the new Stephen King, in a sense, I think, was some of the he, stories he He was sort of... I... I I did the same thing for him. I was like, well, he's made two, he's made one really good show and one that's like decent, but it's, yeah, it's, it's all right in uh house and blind man. It's the same thing. I just said, that's why I just said about peel a second ago. It's the same thing I said about him where I thought get out was really good. And then I thought us was not very good. So like to see him throw his name thrown up there with all this, uh, with all the like guys who have made 10 out of 10 films so far and all that. In the in the horror genre, at least, but I'd say Mike Flanagan's definitely up there with Midnight Mass, and I think Midnight Mass is the best thing he's ever done. Oh, here we go! Yes, it's just it's so good. Every element of it worked for me. Uh, every the characters, the the sort of uh, it's a terrifying thing. I think that that sort of um, just that community of psychopaths. And it's, town community. Yeah, it's done really well. Like in the mist, that I got, you get sort of vibes of the mist in this, don't you? Yeah. Where like it's just this small town of religious zealots who have just lost their fucking minds, and the way that religion's used in this to sort of justify the shit things that humans want to do, and the way that it's been used for years to do that, like it's a bit terrifying. But also, it somehow really, really consistently hits emotional beats i don't know if that it did that for yep. you but it did for yep. me um different emotions but not just um like uh negative but well but most some some were uplifting because there were some cool moments yeah. in it but sometimes it made me angry like you mentioned uh the whole religious aspect um when the again you have to forgive me i can't remember the fucking names but when the young girl who was in the wheelchair is healed she goes to the doctors and she's like you know we want to send her away for tests and the parents are like Kai, but nope, nope, nope. This is God's way, and she's like, "Yeah, but you can help other people. We can, we can potentially cure this." And they're like, "Nah." I get why they're saying it because they've got their daughter back, but you know, they, they like, say, "Don't they?" She God's went off will. for loads of tests before, and it never worked, which is why they're yeah. so unwilling to send her off again. Then on the other side, hand, they, you know, this, this, if, 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 if it is like a 
scientific miracle. They could save everyone, but or the, everyone who's struck down with this, but they're just like, nope. And part of it is coming from a place of love, and the other part is this was literally God's will for nothing trumps that and it's let's mm. let's say this now quick just everybody who uh, is listening to this will will try and i don't know j- j- just skip forward a little bit because we're about to get yeah. into spoilers for this probably it's been out a couple of weeks now hasn't it you know, and... it's, i think the the hype the, no, sorry, i don't say the hype is gone but it, it was it, three it, weeks ago actually it was at its highest about two weeks ago everyone was talking about it then squid game came along and there'll be something else come along next week Exactly. So yeah, we're gonna chat spoilers for it now. And Matt, did you see it being fucking vampires? No, <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, well, as soon as I, when it when he healed the girl, it. I was like, right, this is gonna be. It's obviously it's supernatural or something or, or some kind of force of nature. Ever once did I think it was gonna be vampires? I was certain but... it was like demonic shit. And yeah, ex- yeah, demonic, but not vampires. Sorry, when when it and. The fact that it was vampires added a completely new dynamic to it because had it just been, you know, demons, it could have just been what we've seen before, just, you know, done a bit differently. But yeah. the vampire element added something a lot. It added an actual, like, physical menace because they never really show demons in these yeah. films or shows. But vampires, yeah. oh, you can show those and motherfuckers. It's, it's, uh, this is probably a bonkers uh, analogy, but it kind of felt to me like if you took the exorcist, like the faith angle of the exorcist about all mm. these people wrestling with faith and what it means and, and obviously regaining faith through acts that aren't very good that keep happening through it. The, um, the angle of the, the townspeople really reminded me of the mist. And then it also just throws in 30 days of night. in there days well. of Yes. Like, I, hope, I was hoping you were going to say that. Well, there's even like a tracking shot from above at one point where they're all just running, isn't there? Like, well, it's not. Great. It's not exactly like the one in Thirty Days of Night, but like you can just see people running left, right, and center, and people are jumping on people, and it's it just goes mad, doesn't it? In those last couple episodes, it builds and builds and builds really and builds, and then just changes. Yeah, yeah I don't totally. think it's a bad thing because it's it starts off. Um, it starts off. It's it's got a good pacing, you know. It's really atmospheric and mysterious. You don't know what's going on, and. Um, Hamish Linklater is absolutely great. He plays Father Paul. He's so damn good as the father, as the the priest. Sorry, um, he kind of, he comes to town and everyone's sort of taken by this this uh, charming young guy who's uh, taken over from Monsignor Pruitt, who the town all loved, but he's uh he's disappeared. He's which is the the story yeah. they've been told. And so we're kind of getting used to him. We're getting used to the townsfolk, how the mayor acts. We meet um, Riley who's just come out of prison. So we've got a few angles to um, play around with the storylines. And the way he does that, leading, and then before, and then when it gets to the big reveal that this is actually what it's about, makes that so much better. I think, was it end of episode four? The mm. one, I think the one you mentioned was the one which just absolutely destroyed your episode five, maybe. And that's the one that kicked my ass. The boat. Yeah, oh, God. Well, the, the boat, uh, it's quite quiet, the dialogue in that scene. So I had the TV turned up like, to a decent level, and Beth was asleep next to me. And then, <laughs> obviously, the son hits... Uh, is it Riley, his name? Character? Yes, Riley. The son hits Riley, and he just obviously... He then quickly sees the girl who he killed prior. <laughs> she's he's finally sort him. of... Yeah. yeah, she's forgiven him, he's forgiven himself sort of thing. He lets himself go, combusts into Ash, and then... What's I can't remember the other character's name, but she just starts screaming, like uncontrollably screaming. Oh, Erin. 
so much louder than the rest of the dialogue in that scene. <laughs> and and Kate to, shit herself. Oh, shit herself. Yeah, turned around to me and she was like, she's like, what the fuck? Like, she thought I'd done it on purpose or something like that. I was like, no, it's just that it, it, I promise you it was quiet. And then the show was that good that she'd been asleep. And I, I this is twofold. Beth had been asleep and I, I usually just turn a show off if I'm watching it with Beth, if she wants to go to sleep. I couldn't. I wanted to watch the rest of that episode. Like, I wanted to see the rest of what happened. But it's, um, this show is so good that Beth then woke up and then went, oh, rewind it. I want to see what happened then. And I was like, oh, I'll just watch it. I'll watch it again with you tomorrow. She's like, no, I want yes. to know now. So, like, she'd literally been asleep for an hour. Well, not an hour, about, about 40 minutes, something. She started watching the episode with me and then didn't finish it and uh, wanted to wanted me to rewind it so she could see that scene. And she did. And, yeah, it's such a good show. I couldn't believe Destroyed it. Destroyed both. Honestly, mate, that... Because, like you say, the scene's really soft. It's quite... It's a really lovely scene uh, because <clears> it's the build-up between Aaron and Riley and, you know, what what are the, what's he going to do? What's his intentions for her on the boat? And, obviously, it turns out that he wants her to see, but... Yeah. That, that moment where he's kind of the stars are out and then oh sorry the sun is rising and he's um the yeah, the girl he murdered uh, you know hit by hit with his car sorry at the beginning it's all really quiet and she they're kind of like it's, there's that unspoken moment between them where it's like everything's gonna be okay and then it just quickly cuts to him on fire and is screaming and it is the most jarring thing I've seen possibly all year like one of the most shocking cuts seen yeah. all year it just comes out of nowhere and it and like you say the screams they go through the credits and it's just i sat there watching it on my bed and i didn't only just sit and just watch just staring at the screen like numb yeah. like, fuck you know that is that's because i thought it was bad enough that riley got um got his neck chomped anyway and he, he became yeah. one of these um vampires but then go out like that it's like shit like it was like you said it was the other week it's beautiful but it's like emotionally destru- destructive oh, yeah. as well. Yeah, and that was great. I think as well with what you're saying with that, that that scene highlights a lot of it. This is like it's shot so well, isn't it? This show, like it. No, it is. Yeah, I, I don't like saying it like this because, like I said last time on the last show we did, I, I feel like this is a like a not good thing to say. But it's what we brought up about like shows looking cheap. This is the absolute opposite. This show looks oh, this so good. Yeah, it looks. It looks like there's a ton of money behind it, and I bet there wasn't. It just—it's just because it's that well done. That's good direction for I'm you. I'm going to Google Live on air. I am uh, Midnight Mass. Budget. Give it a Link, give it a gooks. Netflix aren't exactly—they don't really scrimp. Um, oh, does it say? Oh, although the film—it's not film, is it? But had a small budget of roughly ten million dollars. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming that's the same thing because it's. Clearly not a film, but Midnight Mass delivers in performance and production. Yeah, so, saying a ten what, million dollar budget. Some just thinking about all the characters again. I'm awful with character names. I don't remember names in films that are my favourites of all time. So don't worry about that. But, <laughs> this um, is the wrong going NPM thing. This is the guy with the dog was amazing, and his oh. relationship, and then what happens to the dog as well. That fucking messed me up. That I really, I really didn't like that. <laughs> And I mean, Anything in the way you're supposed cruelty. to. Yeah. The poor little bar. And then you got uh, Robert Longstreet, I think the guy who played the guy called Joe, wasn't it? Uh, mm. But it's, it's, it's the, what happens to the dog, which always puts a stagger in my heart anyway, but it was an absolute fuck face. Bev just standing there. She, and he, he, because she's the Mrs. Carmody of the whole thing. She's the religious zealot. She plays um, that role excellently. Fantastic. There's she a had certain a, kind of beef, actor and actress that just plays absolute 
prick so well. <laughs> and, I bet she's so nice in real life. You oh, yeah, of course she is. Yeah, yeah. And, like, Mrs. Mark, Mrs. Carmody will be as well, but they just they just have something behind their eyes. Well, it's they have nothing fight. behind their eyes. That's why they're fucking terrifying. And they're, they're like... So here's another thing on about Stuckman earlier. I watched um, a couple of his reviews earlier. I haven't watched him for, I haven't watched any reviewers for a bit really, but I watched his um, Midnight Mass review for obvious reasons. And he said um, he said what that show depicts is so close. Vampires aside and shit and all that stuff, obviously, is <laughs> so close to what that sort of scene is like. He said like. Mm. He's been he, part of it, yeah. He opens his review by saying he escaped a cult, and it felt like that. And he said that the character Bev is... He said he knows a Bev, and she, like, made oh, his yeah. life hell. And he says... You'll have to watch his review. He's, he's, yeah, he, you can tell he's a bit emotional when he's saying it, but he's saying, like, I cannot tell you how much there is. there are people that are exactly like her that exist in that community and, like... Exactly like the priest, obviously, as well, who people just listen to no matter what and no matter how bad things yep. get, that people will just, just blindly follow. And that's terrifying. terrifying. That, that's yeah. more scary than any slasher and any monster in any film or any anything you can put, any ghost that's in, like, Hill House, anything, is that sense that there's a community and there are communities out there who we'll just literally do this kind of shit because one guy's telling him that he's read it in a book. Like, that is genuinely the most scary thing on the planet to me. You're right, and with, and Bev, her um, her rebuttal of anything, rebuttal of anything, is a biblical verse. Anytime you say anything, she'll hit you with a, a verse. He's got it, like, it's like, robotically. And, and really, the, she believes so much. The way that those verses all contradict each other is something that's highlighted. Like where no matter what the situation, somebody will come up with a with a biblical verse, and it's always the case where it, it, it's it's ne- it, it's never wrong, is it? The Bible in their eyes, like no matter what. No, yeah, exactly. That is also scary. Which is... Come on, mate. Sorry. No, sorry. I, I couldn't. I couldn't tell if it was our uh, recording that just messed up. Then. <laughs> no, I keep having to cough, and the fucking mute button's not where it is on the. I usually mute myself, but I've got it now. I'll. I'll... I usually mute myself through coffee. This is, <laughs> how, this is how, an NPM. We don't be rude. Anything, so what you hear is what you get. Imagine you're watching us doing this live. This is how you're oh going to hear God. it. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm, I'm not up to scratch. I'm glad it's not live. <laughs> uh, on the way home from the uh, from London earlier on, there was a sign that said, two steak deal outside of a pub. And I thought, well, if that doesn't um, advertise NPM, a two steak <laughs> deal. Um, yeah, where were we? Uh, yeah, no, sorry. The, the fact that they believe so much in what is written and look I've, I've said before on this show and others that look if you want to if people who want to believe in something that's fine that's great you know what I mean if it brings yeah. you peace enlightenment whatever, just, don't, just don't weaponize it exactly it's to weaponizing it or using it to justify the f- bad things happening basically because I think even Rachel Coley's that, that big stud says uh, I think he said you know if God is real why did he let this happen to this person and, and again there was some really sort of laboured biblical verse thrown back at him but i agree mate it's scarier than anything that you can conjure up your michael myers your freddy krueger because this is this is real we know because you say there are people out there like this who will justify anything by by the good word of the bible and at times mike flanagan makes the bible out to be a horror story i think oh yeah Uh, i don't think this minces his beliefs on what he thinks of certain sides of religion and i also think it one of the more clever things it does is show 
so it, it it makes a couple of like fine points about what Rahul Colley's character is saying about how he doesn't want his child to be handed the Bible. And then Bev's saying basically like, oh, but everybody gets handed the Bible. And he's like, all right then, so shall we just hand everybody the Quran as well then? Would you be fine My with face. that? And and then, so, so you, you can see that little like, undertone of her being like a, a massive racist. But then by the end of the show, there is literally a point where she just wants to feed on someone, anyone. She wants to feed on some blood. And Rahul Colley's right there and she literally says, no, dirty blood. I'm not, I'm not eating that. Like, it's not subtle, is it? To the point where it's, it's that primal what's in her head that she's literally needs to drink blood to survive and she won't drink his blood. Like, oh, I thought not, his character... Not and, faith. No, exactly. Yeah, that was it. It was, it was twofold, wasn't it? it was, she was not only just on about the colour of his skin, it was the choice of his faith. And I yep. fucking loved Rahul Colley's character so much. All I wanted was... Just, and the bit where he's... Oh, his son had obviously... His head had been turned as well. And you could see Rahul just... He wants the best for his son. He doesn't just ban him from doing this stuff, but he... he kind of knows there's something wrong and when he pulls the gun out in the church right through to where they've put all the oil in in all the houses so that they can't basically have anywhere to shelter when the sun comes out and his son walks up and fucking picks that lighter up and i was like throws it in throw it in and he threw it it's like like lord of the rings yeah yeah, i was like again goosebumps thinking about it i was like so happy when it, it was like him coming back wasn't it like to support his dad again. And then the whole way that that wraps up where he gets, he, his dad dies and he doesn't have to see his son melt in front of him. Like he did with his wife. Like he's, ah, oh, it's so good, man. It's, it, you could analyze this on. So we're not even touching upon the fact that it's just a fucking on the surface level without, without diving into any themes like we are now, the surface level of the show. If you just want to watch like a, a creepy little show that's shot really well. Show, yeah. Yeah, and then all of a sudden turns into a fucking mad, like, carpenter vampire thing where everybody's shooting everybody. Like, (laughs) and it basically becomes like... Yeah, and it becomes like an action sequence almost, doesn't it? Everybody's sprinting around, throwing molotovs through windows, trying to get away from (laughs) the vampires. But it it fits, though. It doesn't feel like a massive shift, which is stupid. It fits. It feels like the the dread that's been building throughout the first... I think it's five episodes, isn't it? Until you get the fucking mad uh, sixth episode. Yeah. Then you get that wicked scene, which I thought was stunning, where uh, Erin and Riley, because Erin's played by Kate Segal. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Yeah, when they're talking about death, basically, in their, in, their, in their place. And it's it's about, how long would you say? 20 minutes, maybe? 15 minutes? And it's that, It genuinely brought me to tears, this, mate. Yeah, it's it's the, heavy. And I was watching it, I was like, there's no there's no cuts during this. It's, this, is, this is like a, the- a theatrically staged moment, because there's no cuts, and they're just... I couldn't tell if they're ad hoc at some point or ad libbing, sorry, but it was powerful, man. And then obviously now when, when we know what happened in the next episode as well, but just, just, just seeing two really good actors acting against each other in a soft scene like that and the kind of the depth of complexity of what they were talking about in terms of death and the afterlife and that. Don't expect, well, me, I don't expect it. I didn't expect to go into Midnight Mass and get conversations like that. No, and I mean, to be fair, he is known for, like, sort of his longer monologues and stuff, isn't he, in yeah, the yeah. last two shows? But, like, I agree with you, this one hit completely different. It it was so, so good how... So I've never heard Death, and it probably has been a billion times, but it just never resonated with me, but hearing Death explain like that, where she basically says, we're, we're part of the cosmos, we've, we've always been a part of the cosmos in the way that a teardrop is part of an ocean, 
and you're basically being lifted out of that to experience life and then you're dropping back into it to become the ocean again. And what what like a lovely sentiment that is. And the way she describes it obviously she she's she's very obviously talking about the fact that she just lost a child earlier in the show as well. Like, oh god, yeah. And that's so easy to sort of when all this stuff's going on, you just forget that this woman's just lost a child. Like that's what she's going through, and she decides not to run away. And it, I don't know that. Yeah, her monologue was. I couldn't remember it word for word. I, I could. De- I certainly couldn't sell it how um, how it's sold by her. But it is genuinely amazing. And I sat there and I I kind of just. <laughs> I'm a sad fuck, but I turned to Beth. Beth was watching as well, and I was just like, I just tried to say, like, that was really lovely. And you know when you, you kind of just go of it, and I went, oh, really it lovely. <laughs> it just like came out like a little bit. Well, no, <laughs> no she, she, she was, she agreed, but I was just that. like, yeah, that just, re- that was just really nice. Like, nothing a nice way that, to mate. think about death, I think. Which it is, is a re- it kind of takes the edge is brutally like eternal it's definitive it's the end but the idea of just being a drop of experiencing the uh the atmosphere and then plop back into the ocean you go to everybody else who's been there and done it before yeah you're just becoming part of something you were already part of before like and you're just becoming a part of eternity and it kind of makes it seem like life is the sort of time away and not death which is a positive thing isn't it like yeah. It's like um, it's like that. I can't remember what it is now. But when is it the in Return of the King? I see. Yeah, when Gandalf says, you know, the journey doesn't end here. Death is just another path, and yeah. grey rain curtain of his world rolls back, and all turns to silver glass, and then you see it. And it's like, yeah. and a little geezer, is it Pippin? Like, uh, it doesn't sound sound too bad. Oh no, no, it doesn't. I'm like, yeah, mate. <laughs> even if Gandalf can sell death, Kate Segel's character can sell death. Just, just take me, Reaper, because this sounds infinitely better than what happens in reality. But she was in Hush as well with Mike Flanagan. He seems to obviously go. It's like um, and Hill House, wasn't she? She's great. And Hill House. It's like Anderson and Yeovil. Is she Blind Manor as well? Sometimes better. Uh, ooh. I think she might have been. I'm going to Google that because I don't remember. Uh, but yeah, Anderson, Yovovich, Segel, Flanagan. I know which ones I'd rather watch. Yes, she was. I- I said to you that um, I wasn't as big into Bly Manor, but I did say last week where it's sort of like, I, I brought up the, is it a plot hole or where was I on my phone? Like I wasn't fully in on that show. And I feel like now I've watched Midnight Mass and it's affected me to this level. I'm, I kind of want to go back and rewatch. Back and watch it. Yeah, both of them, Hill House and Bly Manor, just to see, because I loved Hill House anyway, but just to see them both now, I haven't seen this. I think it's actually fair to say she's she's been in every single of Mike Flanagan's films and TV shows apart from Doctor Sleep, I think. So she's been in everything else, which is pretty cool of Mike to do that. I bet she's a good enough actor on her on her own to stand uh, to stand alone. It's a lot better than the old uh, Paul W S uh, Anderson right. and Miljovovich partnership on screen. Oh. I went on to went to CEX the other day at the first five Resident Evil films for five pounds. I thought, yeah, you couldn't pay me five pounds to buy that, even at that price. So, hey, um, yeah, good, good segue, mate. Go on, Resident Evil trailer. A Resident Evil, welcome to Raccoon City. Well, I think yeah. it comes out December the tenth. I think in the United Kingdom. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I watched the trailer um, yeah. as this happens See, a lot. I haven't told you what I think about this or the screen trailer because I knew we were going to talk about it. Sweet, right? Well, I watched that trailer anyway, and I was like, this looks like everything that they promised it would be. 
Like, they've put all the characters in that everybody was gagging to see on screen. They've put all the monsters in, the locations, the the set pieces. It, it I mean, it doesn't look like fucking... It doesn't look like Dune, but it looks like it's going to be a really faithful adaptation of what is already essentially a B-movie set of games anyway. The perfect B-movie set of games, may I add. But I was like, oh man, I can't wait to... This is... And I went online and everybody's like, this is the fucking worst thing ever. What is that guy <laughs> playing Leon? What the fuck is this? They may as well have not even bothered. And I'm like... Oh, dude, the Leon shit. I mean, come on. Come I, on. I, I'm just like, what? What? I, I've replayed and played and gone through these games, like, the whole series, maybe four or five times at this point. And I know that four or five doesn't sound like a lot, but they're fucking loads of these games and they are long. Through 100%. Yeah. Yeah, like, and I don't know what people want if this is not it. What would they expect? Did they expect it to look like The Witch? Like, did they expect it to have this incredible cinematography and, like, knife-cutting atmosphere? Like, it's Resident Evil, you fucking idiots. Like, what What do you want? <laughs> no, no, I agree, mate. The first, but I will say, the first time I watched the trailer, I wasn't as sold on it. Right, let me just preface by I've just called everyone fucking idiots. I'm not calling you an idiot if you don't not like me, yeah, this, yeah. by the oh, way. It's just, else an idiot. Yeah, if you don't like this, that's absolutely fine. But if you're saying, like, this is this is a travesty to the source material and all this, like, I mean, you need to go play the games because the, 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 you were almost a Jill sandwich. Like, is that is that really art at its highest form? I don't think it is. So It works. Now, I wasn't a massive fan on the first time I saw it, um, mainly, and again, this is on me. Mainly because I just didn't like the way that the, the monsters looked for the most part. I was like that mm. is taking me out. But then I woke up one morning and saw about seventy-eight messages between you and Bespin, um, of d- detailing everything in this trailer, which is kind of like a Resi fan's dream. It is, um, and, I sp- and I spoke to like- him about it as well because I said because I, I was driving home from somewhere. And I said I'm going to watch it again because someone like Ant couldn't get that excited about it knowing how much you are you're not just a casual fan you into the law how much mm. you know your shit if it's getting you that excited i must what have i missed so i've so i've gone back and watched it i was always looking forward to this film because i was the one who said that the the image they dropped a few weeks back i thought it looked pretty good and mm. you know i've i've got i think the characters look great i think the locations look great i like the fact that it wasn't just all out action and they're not going to go for that they're going to go for the that kind of horror vibe as well and i'll get over the fact that you know the way that the the the, the pink wall climbing thing looks but no i'm i'm I mean that might look better by release as well but also and there's that as well i mean i'm up for it though mate yeah it, it, it's not gonna look great, is it? It's a fucking brain running on a wall with a big tongue hanging out. Like it's never gonna look. You, where's your reference point for that? Yeah, but no, yeah and everybody's like, oh, it, looks- it doesn't look like it looks in the game. The games were on PS One, you mad bastards! Pixelated motherfucker, like one D. Yeah. But uh, no, I think it. I haven't rewatched it two or three times now, as I have done with the Scream trailer. The Resident Evil trailer. It, there's something about it. it. It looks like it's going to have the atmosphere, which for someone like me going into any horror film, I want that. I want scares and I want, you know, I want attention rather than just what we got with the Anderson film, which was just, you know, balls out, full on action, which. Yeah, they're just not even resi films by that point, are they? He's, he's, looks more he's like doing it. homage just to like Day of the Dead and like all this other stuff. Yeah. Like he's not, he's not really. He's just making zombie films with his wife as a massive action. Pretty much, it's like a massive sandbox. And then you get, but in this trailer, you get the the classic shot of the of the uh, the zombie having a, having his dinner, and then he looks over his shoulder. That 
awfully scary shot from the oh. first game. They've really Perfect. made that well. Yeah, it's, it's, they nailed it. <laughs> I, when I went online, it was like I was honestly like the the this is fine, like the dog meme, like with all the fire behind me. I was like, what what is going on? How how would you all hate this? The internet, but I do, well, what I'm going to say though, mate, is I I genuinely hope if there if there if Midnight Mass is real, if there's a hell, there's a heaven. If there's a god out there, I hope like this film i do not i can't have you go into this film with so much like enjoyment of the trailer and then have it be a disappointment please god the thing is it's, it's like i brought it up to you the other night didn't i about this like this herd mentality and stuff and i genuinely believe i'll get onto something else in a sec with this but i genuinely believe sometimes yeah. people just there's a snowball effect of like oh this looks shit yeah it does look shit and this bit looks shit and this bit looks shit and then everybody just decides that something's shit without actually stopping for a second to consider what what we're all talking about like it happened with cyberpunk where again that game had a lot of problems but like it, it, it what there's so much good to that game it literally scored like 10 out of 10 on a lot of reviews was it the game or was it the bugs which which were the problem that's what i mean mate by the time it becomes a meme it doesn't matter does it people uh, course, yeah. i i would just say oh somebody be like oh what have you been up to i've been playing cyberpunk oh that shit game what what are you playing that shit game for and i'm like now, this has been lost in translation. Cyberpunk's a really good game that's hampered by a bunch of performance issues. Not on everything, though. Like, I played it on PC, didn't have that. And it's like this situation now where there will be people, I 100% know this, there are hundreds of people reacting to the Resident Evil trailer, like, in tweets and in comment sections and saying this needs to be shut down and commenting about Leon and doing all this, who've not watched the trailer. Yep, we just, we just haven't watched the trailer. Because what's the point? They don't need to watch the trailer. They just, they just need to be part of the noise. I, I was watching. Um, is like it, that. I, I was watching Parasite the other day, yes. and uh, th- there was this. I, I watched. Uh, re- no, I didn't. I, I watched Red Letter Media's review of it, and uh, they brought up a guy halfway through it who was basically going. I don't know if you've seen this video. He's going fucking mental that it oh, won because it won. Picture. Oh, that on oh, that neck beard. That, yeah, yeah, just yeah. ginger bearded neck beard redneck guy onion growing and he's going mental and halfway through his rant about why joker should have won he starts talking about how how it comments on class and how everything in joker should Uh. it's coming and and, and honestly halfway through the video like the parasite blu-ray just slides across the front of his face as he's going on this (laughs) massive rant about why joker should win because of its comments on class and like the, the issues between it and what what's going on with the upper and lower class and all all this stuff, which is what Parasite is about. Exactly, that's what this, Parasite is. This motherfucker had not even seen it, and he was moaning about why he shouldn't win. And that's what that's the age we live in, and it's terrifying. I've seen that video, and it makes me because it, it did the rounds, and that guy suddenly had his followers go up tenfold because of all the the Crano fans yeah. following him. But and then, yeah, and then he Parasite has to... is the, the lower class. Yeah. Um, uh, masquerading as something else to become the upper class, or at least to get a taste of that lifestyle. Uh, yeah, what it is. and and it's done in such a great, nuanced way where neither of those families are painted as evil. Really, you don't know which ones are in the wrong. But I mean, there is a point where things take a turn. But <laughs> anyway, I'd not seen Parasite before, so I just watched it because I've been laid in bed all week watching films. Parasite, yeah. great film. Uh, everybody's yeah. already said why it's great, but that video from it anyway is just. I, I just wanted to reflect on that during talking about this Resi trailer thing because uh, it's just the same shit. Like the the latest thing to fall to it is eFootball, and I mean that is I saw this. That is bad. Like it is bad. I tried it out because I'll I'll never let that 
again, it's what we're talking about from Midnight Mass. I'm tying it all up, mate. The the herd mentality and like the crazy community stuff and the pitchforks and all this, you should never let that influence anything you, you consume ever. Like, Nothing should ever influence you. And we've we've spoken no. about this and you've mentioned it on your socials in the last week. And you're not wrong. Nothing should sway you or, or, or deter you from watching something other than your own mind. There are things out there. Mate, which... the amount of tweets that I've got. And right, here's an example. I wasn't really interested in Venom ever. It's taken me this long <laughs> to watch the first one. I've just watched uh, the first yes. one and I thought, was, I thought it was shit. Then <laughs> my two mates come out of it and say, yeah, it's all right. You said you had a good time with it. Bespin said it was shit. I'm already not bothered about that. Do you know what I mean? So I don't need to go see it. I, I would have only gone and seen that if people were telling me it was great. That's different because I wasn't actually invested in that. The amount of people I've seen saying like, oh, we're going to go see Halloween. I, I love the franchise, but I'm not going to go see it because it's got, a, at the time, 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I'm like... It's actually quite good for a horror film. I'm like, you fucking crazy. Like, look, the reason I put up the thing of the Friday the 13th films, horror films don't review well. They just don't. Horror doesn't do well in critic circles hardly ever. There's a certain kind of horror, which is like that A24 kind of horror, which gets the sort of artistic merit, where I think that kind of horror could win an Oscar in the same way that Parasite is like... Parasite's kind of a genre film, isn't it? Disguised. Very much so. Very it's, much it's, so. It, 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 like, disguised because of the fact that it won this award. It's not an awards kind of film. But that was groundbreaking because that won it. I think an A24 style or, like, Eggers or uh, oh, yes. Perkins kind of film, those ones, and I love those just as much as these, but it's like we shouldn't just shit on this stuff because it scores low on sites. You, you scoring it, like, low, Matt, because obviously you, you contribute to Rotten Tomatoes, is not against anybody who contributes to that site. It's the application of the site which drives me insane. Because then, then like, there was that... Uh, it was Scott Derrickson had, quote, tweeted the thing, and put, I can't believe the divide here. And it was, like, 38% for Halloween Kills on the critic side, 75% audience side. And all that does is kick up a massive shitstorm. And straight away, the first two comments as I scrolled down were, the the critics are all paid off and I saw this. this and that. And then the next one was, no, the audiences are all just thick. And I'm like... But come on, yeah. The, the, the audience and critic line is... is I, I don't know. How do you fix this, mate? You're, you're obviously you, way you more on the inside of it. You can't fix it. Because, because like, I, my... my my initial reaction to this, and people probably disagree with this, and I, I'm not saying this is the solution, but I was trying to think of something. It's just to merge them. But you can't merge them because you've got the people who we were just talking about a minute ago review bombers, yeah. who were just going to review bomb everything. So it's like, oh, what do you do? IMDb have merged them, haven't they? It's just a score on IMDb it's now. It's a score. Yeah, and it, oh, the, that's the fucked. Thing, mate is take it with a pinch of a grain of salt, but that's that's in an ideal world because now, if you look at a film like Halloween Kills, it, yeah, the, it might have a laugh critic score, but then if you look at the audience score on the flip side, audiences are loving it, so surely that should sway people to go and see it. Now, but that, 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 that people are really loving it. That sort of notion is the thing that I'm getting pissed off with, right? Is well, that... The- if something has a high critic score and a low audience score, it means that the audiences didn't get it. And if something has a high audience score and a low critic score, it means that the audiences aren't seeing what's wrong with it. And why are people applying it in that way? 
This is what as, I it, as if like as if like horror cinema's not been marginalised from day one. It's from day one, the reason why I say it is aimed at those people who 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 look at this score and be like, I don't want to see it. Yeah. If you if you've got that mindset, look at the other score, which says it's, actually it's quite fun, and go and watch it based on that if you must do. But the, the, yeah. there is no way to there is no way to stop it, mate, because it, it it's the same when Oscar season rolls around, and I love Oscar season, but I hate going online because it becomes a battle of. This film I, I, versus this film. If you like this film, you can't like it. It's, it's, it's tribal. It becomes tribal, and it's mm. frankly embarrassing. And with RT, and it's only Rotten Tomatoes. There's no, it, nobody ever has a go at Metacritic, which is like the you know the creme de la creme of the critics. That's respected. It's, people put too much stock in it, and whether I'm on it or not doesn't matter. I don't think anyone. No, should. no, no. I, and again, I I've defended that site for years because. Mm. I do think it's, it's a, a good way. It's a good, yeah, it's a good way to aggregate it scores. Be the be all and end all. Uh, but I've, I think all my issues here, mate. I think I just I, I I sent a message in the chat that I'm in with Matt last night and said I genuinely might just delete Twitter because it's just annoying. The, the, I was driving the, home, I think, when you sent that. So, yeah, yeah the, the 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 app is just annoying. Like you go on it and you just see this kind of shit, and it's just the worst side of like Instagram's people. a lot more fun, which is what I saw you say. Instagram again, Instagram's got its issues, but it seems to be oh, a lot more. Of course, yeah. It seems to be a lot more because it's image based. It's a lot more fun. You know what? Engaging. The interactions that I get on Instagram are a lot of the times it's people obviously DMing me or, or commenting on a picture I've put on and like saying like this is cool or like oh have you seen this? Have you checked this out? I always see, yeah. I, and I mean I there's no reason. Yeah, there's no reason why this should be different, right? But all those interactions on Instagram, I've never had a bad one. I don't know about you. On uh, Twitter, you get you get the fucking knobheads coming out all the time to like just again bomb on something bomb on people praising something like uh, going mental because people are criticizing something like no none of it's like none of it's good rt is like a weapon now rotten tomatoes has become a weapon against your opinions on a thing if you think something's good the first thing people do is that's it well did you not see the score for it though it scored low and and i'm like thinking well if this has got 26 percent, 20 percent of those people could have thought this was amazing it just means you're in the 20%. It doesn't mean it's a 26% good movie. It um, means that, I, I don't know, mate, it's fucking... It, no, mate, you, you could have, it, you could it have blows all of it. It's crap. You could have just like, stopped it there when you said, if you like the movie, that's fine. Now, that's it. If you like the movie, that's great. I'm not going to lie, bro. If, if, if when Ghostbusters comes out, and let's, and if it, if it holds like an 88%, I'm going to think, yes, that's great, because... Uh, in any way I can see a film I, I want to see do well, whether it's on RT or critically or awards. Great. I'm always going to be, I'm always going to be happy with that. I'd rather see something like mm. Ghostbusters come out with a high score, knowing full well that it doesn't matter because I'm going to like it. Then have it be like 20% and everyone saying how shit it is mainly just because the discourse online will be a lot easier to stomach if it's good. But, um, or is it going to be everybody saying, "No, this is shit." You're all woke SJWs. Oh god, I mean, that, that's exactly that's exactly it, mate. If you like a film, great. Don't be scared, not you, but everyone. Don't be scared to say you like a film. Like if 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 you like Halloween Kills, I didn't hate it. I just didn't really like it. It wasn't great for me. No, if you no. like it, be proud and say, "I don't care what these people." Say. I haven't even I fucking seen it. it. I, I have I have no comments on it. But it almost no, makes so it. People this is it. this is the only time where I can have this stance where I'm saying. Don't be like this. Because once I've seen it, if I think it's shit as well, and I say to people, don't listen to this or that, they're going to be like, oh, well, you're just biased. Or, or if I love it, people are going to be like, oh, you're just defending it because you thought it was good. So until yeah. until I've seen it is yeah. the only time I can say this. 
But if you've seen it and it's shit, you're not. But you're. I know you as a person aren't going to go online and start attacking people for no, liking it or vice not. versa, no. which no, is the way the right not. way to be. Just like I'm not going to go and say to someone who likes it, "Well, you're an idiot," or "What well, you must have seen something different," or "You must not. You must just not get what it was going for." I know yeah. so many people I've spoken to in the last few days who absolutely loved it. Horror heads and people who aren't horror, they loved it, and I, mm. I fucking love that. And we mentioned off air. The film's doing well at the box office. It is is a strange one, isn't it, where you see, like, a lot of... I I seem to be seeing... and Again, it might just be the people I follow, but I feel like I'm seeing, like, quite a lot of love for it, but it is... It has got a shit score. There's no denying it. It's, like... It's it's got Batman v Superman score. It's, again, good example where... I fucking watched that film three times, and, again, I don't think it's perfect, and I, I think it's got really good stuff in it, but I was baffled that it got that lower score, and again, that's just what it's the, it's the bandwagon mentality, isn't it? I think yeah. it is. Yeah, that's, that's... The, the prequels had it for so long where you couldn't say you were. A oh fan my of the god! Films. Yeah, I like and the, the prequels films. had it way worse than even this because the prequels were like that was it, wasn't the, the, it? The, yeah, the prequels. It was if you think these are good, you are unintelligent. Like you that's are it. an unintelligent like. George Lucas adult. raped my childhood. Therefore, George I'm Lucas that one you. Exactly, all that stuff. Like the prequels were the height of it. The sequels have done it's it again. Fun. Like, oh god, <laughs> the sequels have done it again, haven't they? Big time. And like, <laughs> is it the, the question I'm asking them, mate? Is this just is this just films now? Is this Social what we media do? Is part of the problem, but or the internet? Sorry, because the internet was around when the Phantom Menace came out, and that got you know you see the the reactions from the from the fan boards. The prequels, the fan boards were just littered with toxicities. There's nothing new. It's just. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram gives everyone that voice, which is fine because everyone's allowed a voice, but it's just become, it's, it's so easy to hide behind uh, uh, an avatar of, of a bird or a, uh, of Batman and say whatever you want because or there's no... Like me. Or guts. You can say whatever you want. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of it is people just trying to um, find a way to fight, just wanted to fight, just wanted to be a pain in the ass. Or other people are, you just get people who just like to be contrarian, who will just purposely yeah. um purposely annoy the thing that makes me, sad, troll, that sorry, makes me sad is that it's going to stop people coming out and giving different opinions on stuff because they're so scared to just not be part of the consensus and like i hope it does though mate is i hope it makes people do what you and i and best bin do and my friends your friends and his friends and everybody else get yeah. together and have a chat instead you just you just talk with the people who you you respect their opinion even if you mm. don't agree with it i can talk to you about a film and we may not agree on the our opinions sometimes no, that doesn't matter because we are like-minded people, and that's if if it, if it creates be- better social uh, uh, interactions because you just think, well, I don't want to oh, do yeah. it with the masses. No, not for one second. I'm not, I'm not complaining about my social my social interactions on film are great. Honestly, I, that's I, what I mean. I, when you go I'm online, so though, so lucky. I've got a bunch of mates, like obviously with and you and like. Bespin, and yeah, the people at work, everybody who <laughs> I can talk to constantly about films and. Who have all these different takes and who don't, don't sit just like tr- just trolling through the internet for what the right opinion is and all this, like especially fucking Andy. He'll, obviously, we know how that guy's <laughs> mad opinions and yeah, that guy's side of the scale. That yeah, that that guy. As much as I'm like, I can't believe you think that. I I, I like it. I, I honestly do like it that he comes out with this stuff where he's just like. Yeah, Andy has got some wild film opinions, and like I just I enjoy that. I really do, and I think that is what with pride. For me, if you were to distill what the film going and watching and consuming experience is all about, I 
did a picture the other day, and I genuinely mean this, like, watching films is great. Talking about films is great. Even watching <laughs> other people talk about films is great. Yeah, I saw this. And, uh, like, that's because of this conversation where you, where you have got different opinions. Imagine how boring all that stuff would be if we all just thought the same, like... It's just the people who just don't let you have those opinions that spoil it. When you speak with your friends, it's great. But when, as soon as you go online and say that opinion, you're yeah. immediately picked apart because, well, it's wrong. And your opinion can't be wrong. It's, um, that's the worst part of talking film online is that there is that kind of you of it against the world sometimes or black or white. You either like it or you don't. And if you, if you don't like it, then you've got to make sure you tell everyone you don't like it. And if you no. do like it, you've got to make sure you bring the people down who don't like it and tell them they're It's just... Yeah. It's, it is tiresome, mate, because I don't go. I go online to see what other people are saying, to occasionally comment on people's stuff about film. And but like, don't get me wrong, I, 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 throw some, go. I throw some digs out here and there, and I, and I also do, do just like joke with people now and again about this stuff. But it's getting to the point where I don't even feel like I can because it's not it, enjoyable, it, is it? Yeah, things are t- things are so different at the minute, like with the way people talk about stuff. And I don't know, mate. It's just yeah. I feel like I've gone on another rant. I went on a rant like last week oh, and the week before. I need to, to mate. I need to stop. I'm just using NPM as a therapy session at this point. Just to get it off his chest, his, yeah. big, his big manly hairy chest. But this is what NPM's for, mate. But again, opinions, no, they're not wrong. I've but been ill for a case, week, so forgive right. me for being a miserable prick. Oh, never, mate. Get it all off your chest, mate. But uh, yeah, RT Resident. What about Scream then? The Scream trailer come out. Scream 5. Um, not called 5 Cream. Scream 5. I'm really yeah. looking forward to Scream. Um, and... I think I'm right in saying you were quite a fan of this trailer, or you enjoyed it. Yes, I thought the trailer was good, mate, yeah. Um, it's It's got a lot of nods in there. There's a lot of sort of literal copies of scenes in there. Um, <laughs> a, a lot of just cameras pulling back to reveal old stars from the uh, old movies and stuff. But yeah, man, it looks good. It's not that much in there, is there? There isn't loads to pick at, I don't think. but. Um, yeah, I'm excited for it, mate. I love the first film. Um, I'm going to have to rewatch like the other ones because I, I can't really remember. To, I've got them all in my head. Do you ever do this, mate? And I know a lot of people do. I'm not a trailblazing anything here. I get the fucking Scream movies just mixed up with moments in the scary movie films. Yes, absolutely, completely, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I rewatched well, like, Scream the other day and I couldn't remember most of it. I was like, I don't remember any of this, but I remember what happened in a scary movie. You rewatch Scream and then you're like, oh, I remember this bit. Uh, Officer Doofy comes out and he goes away and takes away. Oh no, that's a scary movie. <laughs> like... <laughs> and the second film when they got the glory hole. So that, 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 which, which film's which in the toilet? But, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I need to rewatch two, three, and four because I've forgotten what happened in Scream. I remember what happened in Scream one, but there was so much of it I've forgotten. And it's such a fucking good Wes Craven, like a perfect encapsulation of Wes Craven as a director. That film is for. Um, yeah, I don't know what I was expecting from the Screen 5 trailer, because the first time I watched it, I was a bit disappointed. But then I rewatched it, knowing that everything it gave me what I thought it was going to give me. Shots of Ghostface, shots of the old characters, shots of the new characters, you know, people opening doors and ghost faces in a reflection. I think I just went in expecting to see something a bit different. And what I got was like pure Scream fodder. Everything I saw in that trailer was just, yeah, that's typical Scream, which I love. So I think I just went in expecting to see something different, and because I didn't, I thought, "Oh, this is more of the same." But then I rewatched yeah. it. And I was like, "Nah, this is crazy." <laughs> I'm really up for this. Carl Golner's in. I think Carl Golner's a great actor. Really mm. looking forward to seeing him. But I'm interested. I just want to see what they're going to do with the old characters. Are they going to bring them back and kill them off? 
Are they going to finally kill Dewey? Because he seems to have a <laughs> bad luck in every film. He's always getting stabbed <laughs> or something. So what yeah. do you reckon is going to happen in Scream 5? Do you think they're going to bring um, Nev Campbell back and Sydney and uh, uh, Gail Dewey and off them? Are they all going to have a happy ending? Is is, uh, is Sydney going to be the killer in this film? What's going to happen? I like the, well, I tell you, I like the line where uh, she asks about a gun or a knife or something, and she's like, "I'm yeah, Sydney Prescott. Of course, I have a gun." <laughs> That's yeah, a good yeah. line. Bad um, I'm not sure, mate. I, are you kind of thinking it's going to be more like Force Awakens style, where like where where, where they go- just the. Um, I want to see at least Sydney because she's like one of the not great Weekend, girls. Sorry, something more like Halloween 2018, where they're just going to so it's a soft yeah. reboot where similar shit's going to happen, but with a little bit of difference on it. Like, who knows? Yeah, I'd be interested to see how much the old guard are in the film as well because they did focus an awful lot on the on the new cast. But I hope they don't bring them back just to kill them because hey, Sydney's one of the great final girls. I'd like to see her actually get a decent ending where she's literally is right now. I can live my life out without some fucker coming after me every five years but um dewey uh, i've got a feeling dewey might bite it in this film but um i hope sydney survives because you know she's scream give her a give the final girl a happy ending for christ's sake yes yes it's not my take on it not something that happens in scream a lot is it Oh, or, or lots of horror films. The, the final girl will make it through one film and then get off in the next film. Oh, She's yeah. made it through four, just about. So give her, give her the fifth film as well. But no, I, I liked it, mate. It was. It's never going to give too much away, is it? Or it's not going to tell no, you. It's, it's, it's a decent trailer. The killer. I think it got anything, me excited to see it. That's that's the job, isn't it? I guess it's the main thing. Yeah, I think there's a misdirection in there as well. Classic mm. horror misdirection because there's a moment where I was like, "This, I reckon you're the killer." But I think that's the whole point of the trailer is that it, it mm. might it, it may be meant to lead you down the garden path one way, and then it's gonna. It's just what's it's like a Shyamalan. Like, what's the twist gonna be? It's a yeah. who done it? Who's gonna be the killer? Is it gonna be somebody else linked to Sydney Prescott? Yeah, that's mother? that's the difference with Scream that it's always had, hasn't it? Over Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers, and uh, Freddy Krueger are cemented killers like they, they are the bad guys too. i mean there's only one friday the 13th film where it turns out to be a twist and it's someone else but that's one of the worst ones so we don't talk about yeah. that <laughs> uh, yeah fuck that but yeah ghostface could be in and that's what's cool you know ghostface isn't necessarily the focus of the film he's he's obviously the bad guy but mm. you go to watch a friday film or, or in this case halloween kills and you, you go to see michael mars fuck shit up to be you fair i, I totally forgot about that ghostface. in the 2018 halloween somebody else fucking just becomes michael myers for 10 minutes don't they for, for a few minutes yeah somebody yeah. dons the mask and then well is it the, is it the podcaster guy or is it the doctor i can't remember no, i need to doctor, watch it. yeah the doctor, the, doctor. Wow. the podcaster gets brucked up at the beginning in the, in the toilet and it's the Doctor who... Ah, um, uh, was it. He gets his teeth smashed Michael into the door, yeah. yeah. That was a great... Yeah, absolutely brutal scene. Um, but good I segue like again. I've been watching all the Halloween movies. I'm yeah, fucking mate, killing these tell segues me here. Yeah, no, but um, you, you are the pod prince today, the pod god. <laughs> uh, I just thought I'd rewatch them because I'm bored and I'm in bed and I've got nothing else to do and I'm dying, so... Um, <laughs> Watch Halloween. I need, like, Halloween, uh, Halloween 2... I think it's actually a half decent sequel. I quite like Halloween too. Mm. Um, Halloween three though, great on its own. <laughs> as, a, as a horror film by itself, Halloween three is a is a lot of fun, and the Silver Shamrock song will get stuck in your head. I thought you hated Halloween three. Is that not you? I, I, I wasn't. I'm not the biggest fan of it in terms of the Halloween because uh, again, none, all the films it, start get, to lose mate, their weight. Give, but... give it another go because I'm currently going through them all again, and Halloween three is delightful. 
It's like great. Standalone, as, a, as a horror film, it's a lot of fun because it gets, it's got nothing to do with Michael. For those do you know the story know, behind that? Nothing to do with it, yeah. Well, they wanted it to be the anthologies kind of thing, didn't they? Like singular films. Yeah, like and it was, was like, it was. It, the problem was Halloween 2 because obviously John Carpenter did Halloween, then wanted to do them as anthology films. But then Halloween 2 came out before Halloween 3, obviously. So they then had to change it. It was just Halloween Season of the Witch, I believe. I might be wrong here. Somebody can correct me. And then, obviously, they released 2, which then established a precedent that this was the Michael Myers thing. And then that was it. So when 3 came out, everybody's like, what the fuck? Where's Michael Myers? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Where's Michael Myers? The best and rightfully so. Yeah, is, um, but... Tom Atkins, who's in it, Tom Atkins is just, you know, big cheesy um slime ball he's um he sleeps with one of the with with, with the main girl in the hey, film and afterwards he's like how old are you <laughs> I was like what, what the fuck is going on with tom atkins everything he's in the guy is a fucking sex, sex god <laughs> no i mean you could probably speak more to that than me every woman that walks past him just fucking wants to be with the guy and he he, he looks like no offense to the man but like yeah, I, I don't get it. I just don't yeah, get it. He's, he's got like his pheromones, and suddenly the pants fall down. He's like a forty to fifty year oldish guy with a Shove. big, with a big mustache, and he's got like weird, like he's got a he's, deep voice. He's just got like a fucking weird, wispy, like blonde hair. I, 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 I don't know. Girls yeah, how listening, old, how old are you? Tell us, oh, yeah. Shit. Tell us why this man can seemingly walk through the town like in the fog and just get Jamie Lee Curtis instantly. He can walk through this thing in Halloween three and just slay in there as well. I don't, I don't even get it. No, he's exactly like a big, muscly, like weird-looking dude, is he? He's just a dude. He's just a guy, yeah. Who could he may be like hauling meat in the back of a van or something with his job? <laughs> I, oh, I thought you were going to say. Doing. I thought you meant something else then, but pulling um. some meat in his pants. But he could be. A, he's like a lumberjack. But yeah, he's a he's a lady killer. But um. That, that film was a standalone horror film because it, it's not part of the chronolo- chronolo- chronological timeline. Because no, Halloween, it's not. Halloween's so literally wild anyway. Halloween, the original, is playing on the TV in the room that they're in in Halloween exactly. Three. So it's exactly. Not. So by yeah. itself, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of daft fun. You've got the Irish guy who's manufacturing the the masks and whatnot at the end when he puts it on the kid and his face just melts and the snakes start coming out mm. of spoilers for halloween 3 but it's got some really good mo- it's got some daft moments in but it's, it's got a some cult film moments. isn't it people it's, it's really yeah people really love halloween 3 and I, it gives me like they live vibes you know when they go back to the place and they see that they worship in this obviously ancient fucking rock Stonehenge, and isn't it yeah yeah it's like when they get to the uh aliens fucking radio station in um well, the radio tower thing in the end of They Live, and they're running around there, like, not knowing what the fuck's going on. It has a lot That's of that change, feel. isn't it, somewhat? From, like, a weird kind of... It's like a, it's like a mystery film. It's a spooky film. Halloween film, and then it's all of yeah. a sudden a mad sci-fi thing Humorous that's going on. Humorous sci-fi shit, which is... Robots which is, running around a warehouse fighting Tom yes. Atkins. <laughs> what is, what, doesn't, he, doesn't he hide behind a, a closure rail at one point, and they really slowly walk across the, um, across the, the, what, like the warehouse floor, and nobody sees it? Sure yeah, and then it. it gets in the rafters where they got on all, all the computers at one point and starts dropping like bombs from the sky. Bomb, that's it. <laughs> oh, it's sake. fucking great. It's great, mate. Honestly, I had it's such mental. a good time watching it. Um, good time with it. Good time with it, yeah. But yeah, I'll rewatch two as well. Two is like. Two's Sorry. a weird one, right? Two's a solidly made, if 
not a bit bland sequel. Like it's got all the like trappings of like the original. It looks like the original a little bit. There's a lot of shots in it that are like the original. Obviously, it goes straight on from back. Yep. The, the night before. Yeah, most of the gang are in it, but it's just misses. It's like it's it's a margarita pizza of a Halloween film. It's fine. <laughs> Tastes really good. Solid. But I just want it's topping. Yeah, I want some toppings in there. Even if the base is a bit worse, throw me five more toppings on there, and that's what Halloween 4 is. Come on. (laughs) That is what Halloween 4 is. Now, you mentioned the other day about the the film with the ending. Is that the ending where it's the the kid to the mum or whatever it is? Yes. Fuck yes. Dr. Lewis is like, no, 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 no. No. That guy, what a legend. He's from fucking workshop. Just like, your boy, local boy, just he? like your boy, yeah, it's it's mad. I tweeted it the other day, but I was I've literally moved and I forgot something to include it. I, mo- I was li- I was born in the t- town that um, Donald Pleasance was from. I, I then bought a house where Jason Statham's from, and now I've moved to where John Hurt's from. So I'm just making oh. my way around the uh, the English celebrities at this point. The movie legends, there. <laughs> Donald Pleasance is fucking. Uh, uh, Across however inconsistent all these films are, Donald Pleasance is good in all of them. I just watched five this morning. And, uh, what do you think of that? Uh, five is weird because it's just basically four again. Like, <laughs> So you have this thing where obviously they're going after Jamie Lloyd, um, who is canonically Michael Myers' niece, I believe. Uh so they're going after her. I I, I haven't seen these films for years, time, mate. Anyway. Anytime I want to rewatch Halloween, I watch one, three, or the 2018 reboot. Like I haven't watched these in fucking forever. Um, fun to watch. Well, I part. said on the podcast a bit back that I thought this was like the weaker of the bunch of slasher franchises. I think in my head, I just remember the fucking wank ones with like Buster Rhymes and Paul Rudd and all those. <laughs> That's what I, I remember. The first one, the third one, and then I always think the rest are all that crap. I'm now five in, and they're still good, man. I, th- I think all these are good. Like, in, in all sorts of different ways, like, they are good films. The, these are at the same level as Friday the 13th for me, and I know they're going to get... Yeah. Some people fucking love H2O. Uh, I'll have to rewatch that one, because I, I don't know which... I don't mind. It's Resurrection, which I don't like. So, which one's the... Because there are two really bad ones, that um, people say. The, Re- oh. Resurrection is the one where they're fucking smacking him in the head with the iron bar, and it's Paul Rudd. Yeah, Resurrection is just... So I don't like that one. Let me get the Halloween... Is that Resurrection, then, the, the Paul Rudd one? Which one's but, the Buster Rhymes one? Because that one's Halloween shit as well, isn't it? films in order. Uh, Buster Rhymes is... He's in H2... Let me check. Let me check. Let me check. Uh... Buster Rhymes I mean, is in Resurrection. He's in Resurrection with Katie Sackhoff. Right, so that's the shit one. H2O, I think, is fine. Um, that's Josh Hartnett, Michelle Williams, Janet Leigh, um, and Jamie Lee Curtis, of course. So um, I don't mind H2O. That's fine. So, mate, have you seen people's rankings for these films? I don't like, want to. <laughs> because I know, because I I know fucking, it'll annoy me. <laughs> no, I love it. Because everybody has this completely different list and then you throw Rob Zombie's films in there. It's oh, man, just man. So I've just gone on Reddit now, just to have a quick look. P- people's rankings here. So number one, Halloween the original. Number two, Halloween twenty eighteen. Number three, Halloween H two O. Number four, yeah, Halloween man. four. Number five, Halloween two. Uh number Halloween six, Halloween five. Seven is uh Halloween six. 
Eight is Halloween three. I don't know how that's that low, but again, that's just how these are fucking going. Fine. Rob Zombie's Halloween is nine. Halloween Resurrection is ten, and then Halloween two. Rob Zombie's Halloween two is. To be fair, uh, actually, I wouldn't actually argue with some of that. To be fair, because the the I wouldn't put Halloween three that low, but I would put six Resurrection and the Rob Zombie films that low. Right. So what is six then? Six is six the... is the cool film. Uh, that's the one where it's just called the Curse of Michael Myers. Again, uh, Donald. Who's in that Donald one? Donald Pleasance is that as well. Donald Pleasance, Paul Rudd, Marion Hagen is Kara Strode. Um, so was, the two that I remember badly are the bad ones. Then it's the Paul Rudd one and the Buster Rhymes one. Yeah, and in between that you get H two O, which is perfect, a decent one. Fine, perfectly. Decent, okay, yeah. right. That's where I've gone wrong because I thought all those were shit. But again, these just used to be on TV all the time. So <laughs> a lot of the times I just these used to honestly be on so much, didn't they, on British TV? Like, it's mad. The older ones, yeah, like, sorry, the the later ones, like Halloween 5 and Halloween 6. Halloween 4, mate, was on all the time when I was younger. As soon as I put it back on, I was like, fucking hell, I've seen this, like, 50 times at this point, yeah. But obviously, so much of that iconography and imagery is just taped up in the fact that I didn't know which ones... Basically, the ones with Loomis in are the good ones. Pretty much, pretty much. Except that fifth one, this sixth one. one sixth even. one, where it's, it's, he died eight months I just remember, before the film came out. So that film was dedicated to him, which is uh, nice and also poor bastard. But um, Well, his legacy as that character is incredible. Well, yeah, he was um, blowstone no as well, matter, wasn't he? Yeah, no matter what sort of... No matter what the consistency of the films go up and down, I genuinely think he's really compelling every time he's on. His fascination with Michael... And yeah. what it means, I think it gets worse when they start to tie it to like the cult thing and all that yeah, stuff and immortality and shit like that. Yeah, Michael's far, and I think as much as I don't mind four, like I do quite like four. I think giving him a motive is always wrong as well. Michael always mm. works better when he's just doing it for no reason because then he's just walking around, and that's way more scary, isn't it? If you right, if if you live on a street, Matt and Michael Myers is walking down the fucker and he's after Jamie Lloyd who lives at the far end house on the left you'll probably be alright if Michael Myers doesn't know what the fuck he's doing he's probably going to go through every house and just fucking kill everybody isn't kill he? kill like, everyone yes yeah. um, well, you, you, when, well I'm not going to say anything about Halloween Kills but that is the second part of a trilogy so we'll see how that plays into it but yeah Donald Pleasance is a beast the Halloween films I need, I need to rewatch them as a whole mate do it like, honestly because we both said this, that there is the weakest one out of the big three, and I'm three. changing my tune now. Because it? I, it kind of has the same exact trajectory as the Friday 13th films, where they're, they're sort of decent at the start, they're a bit up and down, and then there's a few belters with like one, uh, two, four, and six, and then the rest around it are weird. Halloween's exactly like that at the minute. Like I've been genuinely surprised by... <laughs> by how good it's been uh, rewatching it, so well, I'll, I will do because I've always said that for me, Nightmare is the most consistent. Well, I'm going to rewatch that as well, obviously, because I've not, I've not that even rewatched some of them that in poo. years. Yeah, yeah, it's worth it. Some of the, some of them are poo. Obviously, the further you get, like to see uh, Freddy's dead. I mean, fucking hell. But um, yeah, when it's good, but there's though, something it's... about them though, isn't there, mate? Where we, I think we said this a few weeks they're back. Even when they shit, each other well, well. There's there is a law which they kind of build upon on each film so what mm. apart from the second film that is kind of a black i like the second film but it's clearly it's like the halloween three of the nightmare thing it's yeah just never really referenced too much but let, let me ask you this then mate as, as, a, as a big film man as you are 
what is it about the slasher genre specifically? Because there's lots of horror series that go on forever and all this stuff. What is it about the slasher genre where there is such a love for these characters, despite, as I said the other day, most of them don't review well. Most of them, like, are inconsistent across the board, and even the fans of them, I'll admit that, such as myself with these Halloween films. Like, what is it that I can sit and watch these, and you've just told me six is a pile of absolute shit, and I'm still going to go and put it on. Because I don't know what it is. I I, I like watching them. Even the worst ones, they're all good for me. A lot of it is, I I don't know, sometimes it comes down to familiarity. You know what you're going to get. Sometimes it's down to, like, in terms of Scream, that was right time, right place, that was. That came Mm -hmm. out smack at the right time. The the, the references within it were perfect when they're harking on the older films, which were only, what, 10 years years old then. Plus, it completely revitalised the genre. In the 80s, uh, or the 70s with Halloween coming out, again, that was the right right time for that film to come out because you'd had Jaws, you'd had The Exorcist five years previously, but now you've got something set in the suburbs now, and that then uh, led on to uh, the Halloween franchise. And then with Nightmare on Elm Street, that, that then made, you, you could have like an effects-laden horror film. Again, that caught people's imagination. I think it's just, a lot of the time it's people go because they want, they, they, they enjoy the, they're, how do I put it? We always call them like beer and popcorn films. Like one day, me and Ant will get together. We'll watch like I don't know fucking Hellraiser films. We'll have a, we'll have some cider. We'll have beer and we'll have a good time with some shit films. It's that kind of thing as well. It's nostalgia and it's something which you can do commun- communally as well. I think you can come out of the film afterwards, talk about it if you mates, and be like, "Wasn't it cool when Michael Myers it, did that?" Whilst not ignoring, but whilst this, ignoring the fact that it might not be very good. That's not the point. Mm. It's whether you have fun with it. You know, like when I rewatch the Alien films, though, I skip four, <laughs> right? And when I'm watching the Terminator films, I skip everything after two. <laughs> and that's another franchise that I love. <laughs> and what is it about that? It's different, isn't it, with a slasher film? Like I said, it's like it's kind of like you just you just commit into the sort of. Uh, He's just committing to just watching what what's going down. Like I, I said about uh, Halloween Five when I just watched that, I tweeted about it just shortly after watching it. That felt like a Friday the Thirteenth film. There's a bunch of really shitty, cringy teenagers trying to have sex in a barn the whole way through. And as much as the first and the second and the third and the fourth, they've got teenagers in them. They're never doing that, are they? Like Jamie Lee Curtis is babysitting, and her friend goes off with the other guy, and whatever. Exactly. And that trying not to have sex. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis she doesn't want to go to the prom or whatever. She doesn't want to have that guy over for Halloween. Yeah, well, even her friends are being a bit sleazy, but they they are painted from the character's perspective and the audience's perspective as sleazy, and you don't need like the Friday the Thirteenth films. And Halloween 5 kind of have this thing where everyone's just a piece of shit. And I'm like, well, I don't really care. Like, there's a girl there in the thingy that just, in the last Halloween that I just watched. And she's running around, honestly, and everybody, even Jamie's telling her, you need to stay home tonight. Like, something bad's going to happen tonight. Loomis is telling her, everyone's telling her. And she's like, oh, I'm always irresponsible, so I'm going to just run out. She says it and then runs outside in a Halloween outfit. And then a guy who looks like Michael Myers, she's with, she's dressed up. the guy who's her best friend's boyfriend is dressed up as Michael Myers and she's just pissing around all night despite the fact that they've told her that Michael's in the area and it gets to the point of like that schlocky that's the difference between the Halloween films have this like uneasiness to them and Michael's terrifying I think I think he's more scary than any of the killers I agree with that and Friday has this different thing right where Jason's almost uh 
the protagonist. <laughs> because these <laughs> the teenagers in it are so annoying and like what's his fucking name? Um when Thingy starts doing the dancing in like uh Friday the thirteenth part f- I think it's six. Oh no, that more oh. than I do. Oh, what's his fucking name from Back to the Future? The dad. Uh, oh fuck. Um Google live on air. Anyway, he starts doing this dance. It, to be fair, mate, once you've got his name, just fucking just Bing Glover. Type in Chris Bing Glover. We're, do, we're doing this again, like we did last week. Type in Chris Bing Glover dance and just watch that scene and tell me you don't want that man to be fucking killed because it's a fucking <laughs> travesty. Uh, Chris Bing Glover dance scene from Friday the Thirteenth. Thirty seconds long. Here we go. Um, I'll sod off. Get rid of the advert. So they didn't. They, they just said, "Just yeah, go on dance." Like apparently in that scene. Here we go. I don't know if you can hear the audio as well, but I've got the video on as well. But oh look at God. that. What's he doing? It looks like he's just put his finger in a socket. Ooh. You, you tell me you don't want all these to just get killed. <laughs> like oh my God, if I knew it was that easy to score dancing like that, then Jesus. <laughs> Look at that guy behind him with all these fucking little denim shorts. Yeah, you're watching it. You've, you've literally got it. You know exactly that will go in a background dancing as well. Yeah, I'm on the exact same point. But mate, the appeal of these is you see that window oh, at the back. Jason's going to burst through that in a second and fucking chop all their heads off and fold them all up into little like burritos and launch them around <laughs> that house. And oh, that's not fear. the case in Halloween. Like I, I want Jamie Lee Curtis. To get, I want Laurie Strode to escape. Like I do that with Nightmare as well. You don't want the characters to to die the thing about nightmare is obviously you've got you, you can't escape because you've got to sleep at some point which is the genius of it yeah he, whereas freddy becomes more pop culture as it goes on they never ever stop becoming inventive with the kills and they mm. really did push the boundaries with effects like the practical effects in some of these films especially, especially like number four and that is are, fan- are fantastic that, i think um, i think we might because we basically this last 15 minutes has been us 10 minutes it's been us trying to distill what is so special about the slasher it's probably the kills isn't it i think what well, i think it is it's easy as well it's much easier to sit down and be like i want to watch friday the 13th or nightmare on elm street part four than it is to say oh, i'm going to get i'm going to watch terminator 3 because there's oh. i don't know it's not even baggage but you know it's just a heavy a heavier type film whereas those with slashers i don't mean to shit on them but you can you can switch off and just watch them and have a good fun and have fun with them you know whereas mm. uh, alien resurrection that it's it's still a heavier sci-fi film and there's you know, stuff. It's the, you know, they're more really slasher films are generally more punk rock. They're more rock the, and the, roll in there. There is something else in, in there, isn't there though, mate? Because we watched Rob Zombie's Halloween. I can't remember what your thoughts on it were, but I didn't like that at all I didn't because like it, it was, no. it was too crass. Yeah, it was dirty. It made me feel minging. Like everybody in it is horrible. And I don't mean how they are like in that scene, what I just sent you, that's campy and thingy. And then like, there's a kill in that film where, Jason gets a belt and ties it around somebody's head around a tree and then just pulls the belt really tight and their eyeballs come flying out. Like that's different to like Rob Zombie's Halloween feels like just, I don't like, I don't like anybody in it. And the characters in Friday the 13th are fun to dislike. That's the point, isn't it? Yeah. And you have to, you have to get something out of them. And I, and I, I came not to this episode, but just in generally prepared when it came to things like Halloween kills and that, because a lot of people always say, we don't go to watch Halloween Kills for the dialogue or for the characters. Yeah, but I want, if, when, when you see the film, you, you, people will know what I mean, but I want more than just taglines throughout the whole film. I don't watch Friday the 13th for Vosca Bait. I want you to have fun. I wanted to watch Halloween Kills to have fun. It was something that like, the characters were tiring. They were just wearisome and they weren't enjoyable. It wasn't well written. 
where but Michael Myers was fine, but it wasn't well written. Whereas some of those other the older films like Halloween five and six, they might be arse and yeah, they're not well written, but I don't there's there's something looser about them. They they know what there is. Halloween kills strives for it tries to be really serious. It isn't self aware whatsoever, it's not knowing. I think there's like no serious. jokes in it, isn't there? Exactly. I mean, pretty mm. much. You get you've got a couple of characters called Little John, Big John, they're fantastic. I like them. The older films, they they are they almost are self aware. By the time you get to the sixth film, Halloween, they know what they're they know what they are and they play up to it. Halloween mm. and Halloween Kills are very much sort of to me they go for a more serious carpenter tone, especially twenty eighteen. And it works for that. We'll um, have to rank these at some point, mate. Once once you've rewatched them all as well, we'll have to have an episode where we sit. Yeah, that would be fun. Them. Yeah. And we'll do those co fi ones. I couldn't well. possibly do it now because I can't again, I can't distinguish I've seen them all a a bunch of times i can't distinguish them so until i rewatch it now i've got them all like i could rank say so from my rankings for now it would be carpenter's original top because i'm only going to rank them once i've rewatched them with sort of 28 year old eyes on them because what's (laughs) the point of like when i watch them as a teen again they blur together and stuff um john carpenter's halloween uh the 2018 halloween's probably below that then Two, no, then three, then four, then two, then five, I'd say. Um, I, I think. I remember having 2018 ahead of the Carpenter one because it hit me harder. So I'm probably still going to stick and to you're that. And you're not, you've said this before on here, haven't you, mate? You're not the biggest, biggest fan of that original yeah, one. Yeah, I like it. I think it, I could see why it's inspired everything, but I, I, think, I, think, I think it's a very good film, but it just doesn't, Hit me. Hey, like wait! This is the, this this is the opposite. Of it. It's a great film that you have a good time with. Yeah, exactly. Perfect tagline. I'm going to use that one. Um, I'll go 2018 <laughs> and 78. That's that's then... my uh, Green Knight. Is I think that film is probably great. It just didn't hit me. Like yeah, I then, yeah it now it's hard to quantify. And again, it's 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 tough when people say, "Why did you like this one but not that one?" Because and it, it comes down to well, I know that there are something connected, whether it is. Um, Emotionally or something with this film, which without and not that. It can film, be. A, it can. It can literally turn on a dime, can't it, mate? It could be a moment. It's a feeling, isn't it? If you, you like, you you watch a film and you'll you, there, there'll be a reason why you like a film that I don't know somebody else may not like as much. There's there's a reason, and there's, mm. there, you don't even need to justify it. But there'll be no. something about it. And um, uh, I forgot. And that's it. I forgot where I was going with it then. But yeah, seventy eight. I really like it. But twenty eighteen just worked for me more. I don't think I can sit here and say it's a you no know, better film or in terms of legacy, but I I I, I would put it here, on first. Here's a question for you, mate. Then, so out of those, do you think Kill sits somewhere in the middle of like the Halloween legacy? Yes, yes. De- de- so, so, so it's not right down the bottom. It's not with I, the shit outers. It's, said, it's, it's the worst Halloween film, and I wish Michael Myers was real and would just lop their heads off. That is the worst. The worst take of all is people saying, like we were saying earlier on, I think people are just jumping on it now. And the takes I'm seeing are, this is the worst Halloween film of all time. Jesus Christ. No, it's not. It's it's right in the middle. It's I don't yeah. dislike the film, but when I watched it, I only liked half fine, of the elements yeah. of it, Yeah, yeah. which was Michael Myers. But even then, he is... He is so it, what he with, was keeping with the pizza analogy, this is a decent base... It's got a nice topping on it that you like, but it's also got like a bunch of shit on it that you don't like. It's kind of so, it's very so, so much you're like eating it. Market own one, which but you, it's in you're the eating it. Section. It's filling you, but it's like, do you like anchovies? 
Yeah, exactly. It's kind of I could, I could take some of those off, and it's got a mushroom. That's what I'm saying. It, you've asked for a pepperoni and like a bit of salami and maybe a few peppers, yeah. but they've just chucked in a few anchovies. So mushrooms and anchovies. The taste you've come out with is you're full, but it didn't quite taste just right. For you. Yeah, it was. It was one of those ones in the chilled section in the supermarket that doesn't come in a box. But I don't mean the ones that they make Mate, on the counter. Like, I, you know, I'm they- I'm requesting that we change our from having uh, had a good time with it as the rating pizza system. Analogy. I want pizza analogies for, for the rest of time. We will do it. But no, I, so uh, like, it was it was great fun to watch it because I got free beer to watch it. it was, that was here's, fun. Here's a here's a analogy. Here's a pizza analogy for a past film. Like so, say Monster okay. Hunter. Monster Hunter has been left out on the side for a bit too long and it's got a bit of like mold on it. But I ate that mold and it sent me insane and I had a good time. <laughs> but then you get something like Yakult, which is full of mold and bacteria and it makes your insides feel good. So <laughs> the yeah, Exorcist is a freshly delivered pizza. It's a meat feast. The With Yakult. Yakult all over all it. Over it. Yakult, that's it. <laughs> and speed. And and the stuffed crust is actually cheese and not like this this like rubbery cold uh, shit in it. Mate, you know for sure this Don't fucking graphic's gonna be Michael Myers stood there with a bottle of Yakult in his hand. <laughs> and, and a massive pizza dribbling off him. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I'd put Halloween Kills in the middle. It's not it isn't a bad film, and I don't believe I mean, I'm, I, mate, I, you know me. Jedi. I, I I am fucking totally honest. Every time I go into everything and watch it, I've made myself look a twat all this year. <laughs> I'm just so hoping I go into Halloween Kills and come out of it like I just really loved it. Like I don't even loved it. I just really liked it and I had a good time. Like because good time of it. How many times this year have I took the piss out of a film only for it to be like one of my favourites? Like oh, when exactly. will I learn? I hope you do, mate. And I'm I'm not going to lie either. I've I've sat in that screening. Uh, and I really, really, really like the intro of this film. I'm not, again, the intro of Halloween. People are, yeah, loving the intro, aren't they? Is, is great. And then there's a few moments after that with Michael where I sat there in the cinema, in the screening, and literally, and I was going, yes. And I don't, you know, I don't do that in cinemas because I'm, I'm English, but I was, going, I was sitting there going, yes, yes. Because yeah. it was just, you watch it, you're like, I shouldn't be enjoying this. It's a guy going, wow, but God damn, is it good to watch? Uh, so there are moments in there where you want to punch the air because Michael's going mad. It's, it's an outside of that, but no, it's definitely not the worst film by any means. It's right down the middle. It's it's better than those crappy ones we've just mentioned. It's better than Resurrection. It's better than yeah. Six. It's better than um, Halloween Two, I think as well. It's oh, right. It's better than the Rob Zombie ones. It's which is why it it sounds so odd to say I wasn't really a fan of it, but to put it. In the middle, but because you just said a minute ago, you quite like Halloween too. So I do like Halloween too, but I subscribe to what you say, where it is just a bit. It's just a. It's Margarita, isn't it? It's you know you know. When I watched it, honestly, it's it's perfectly. And Best been rewatched it as well and messaged me, and he he said just basically, it's just a bit. It's a bit boring, and it is. That's exactly nothing wrong with it. it. It's. One bit that I really don't like in Halloween 2 is when uh, Laurie Strode shoots him in the eyes in the hospital and then he's got that tiny little fucking scalpel and he's swinging it. He's trying to hit Loomis and Jamie Lee Curtis while they're in the room and they're they're setting the oxygen off. But as he's swinging this scalpel, it's like going... (laughs) (laughs) The sound is going on it. it, As if he's swinging like a bat or a sword or something. It's like... (laughs) 
and he's just obviously it, it, there couldn't be something more dumb looking. He's in the big boiler suit and he's fucking just swinging this scalpel and like Loomis is sat, knife. Loomis is sat like at the other side of the room watching him right. fucking piss around like swinging for nothing. Like it's, <laughs> Loomis, it, it gets a bit lame that bit at the end. But um, yeah, that's what I mean. It, like you guys are right. It just exists in the world. It's fine. I think I think four might be. I'll have to think about these ranks. Fuck forward is really good, mate. And the killer in it. The ending as well. It smashes the ending, gives you a really good ending, which they never really follow up on in five. Five no. just ignores it. And ignores he, that, Loomis yeah. walks out the door and says, It's my goal. He, he, made, he made you kill your auntie, or whatever he says. Like, <laughs> it, uh, they Loomis. just brush over the fact that she's stood there like a psycho at the end, like with Covered the scissors. Yeah, that's a, and it, that that works because the film before it's decent. But my problem with a lot of slasher films or horror or just film in general is what do you do to make it different? I don't in any way think Nev Camp, Sidney Prescott's going to be the killer in Scream Five. But goddamn, if you want to change it up from just being another Scream cool. film yeah. for some major, I don't know what would justify it, but do that. Whereas it, in Halloween Four, they change it up at the end. Then it, it worked. And also, Nothing. Halloween Four has one of my favorite kills in any slasher of, of all course. time. Uh, is <laughs> Michael grabs a shotgun off one of the cops at one point. I think it's off one of the cops, so it might just be laid around this house. As girls stood there looking at him, and he points the shotgun at her stomach, and you're waiting for him to shoot, and I was like, this will be a bit weird if he just shoots someone. And he fucking rams the shotgun through her stomach, through the door, and just pins <laughs> her up on the door, and the door just swings shut like, with her on it. That's fucking amazing. I mean, the way that's how... Like dull and crazy, this fucker is. He's, he literally could just shoot this girl and make it easy, but now nah, he wants. He shoves a double barrel shotgun through a fucking stomach. <laughs> because it's why such not? a good kill. It's you're such gonna, a good you're kill. Going to enjoy some of the kills in, in kills as well in that case, then because there are some which are just so over the top brutal. But at the same time, I'm like, if yeah, nothing else, I mate, I just I just enjoy a few kills and that'll be sound. Because that's what I've got. I've I do got like that. Michael just walking around just. Fuck it. There was one in the end of five where they're having that stupid party that that girl wants to go to with a friend who's dressed like Michael Myers. And how the fuck do you think that's going to go? So the police pulled a gun on the fucking guy dressed up as Myers, and he's like, "Hey, man, I just I just thought it was funny, man." And they're like, "What's well, not fucking funny? We're going to shut you dead and all this." And he's like, "Oh, fucking hell, man!" So he goes off into the cabin with this girl to have have, have his end away. He gets a pitchfork through his back while he's sleeping with this girl, <laughs> and then she gets her head chopped off with a scythe. And then the real Michael obviously walks outside, and the cops like, "Hey, man, I thought we told you to take that mask off." And he walks up with a pitchfork, shoves it through his head. <laughs> <laughs> that it's was just wonderful. Like, so that's that. That's what makes uh, passes for making Ant happy. Pitch, pitchfork through the head and shotgun oh, yeah. through the gut. Just, just like the stupidness yes. of. They thought that this guy was just dressed up, so they just fucking think. And then my, oh my god! And then Michael <laughs> puts a different Halloween mask on and gets in the car with that girl from before. And she's like, "Hey, I love your new look," and starts kissing him on the thing. And he's fucking just going around driving around like a madman, That's like it, with this me. woman in the car. He's fucking loving it. He's just going out on Halloween night for a drive. And then she's like, pull over for some cigarettes. And he's just like, slams the brakes on, spins around to the middle of the fucking thing. And then it's just, it's just a fucking wild time, mate. Honestly, it's a bit mad. Even but... Michael Myers needs to get his end away at some point. So he's got to, <coughs> you know, he's got to try, he's got to try whatever he can do to look, get popular with the ladies. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe he was in love. And in that one as well, it's the one where they put 
Jamie Lloyd's like in a coffin at the end, and she turns around and she goes, <laughs> Michael's about to stab him to death, and she goes, and, and he like freezes, and then she tells him to take his mask off. He takes it off. In the weirdest scene you're likely to see, it's just a dude. It's literally, Michael Myers' face should never be shown, but when it is, it's literally just this dude. And I get why they had to do it, because Jason looks like a deformed, like, fucking guy from Goonies, so you can't do that again. <laughs> but he takes his mask off, puts it back on, and then goes to fucking stab her. Like, just completely <laughs> forgets what just happened. Mate, I need then, to rewatch these films, I generally do. Oh, mate, well, so this one wasn't as good. Five wasn't as good, but it's still at least, it's got all these memorable moments. Then Loomis picks up the girl, and he's like, you want to have a game? You want to, you want to have a game of catch? Catch Loomis. this little child? And he's holding her in front of Michael like Simba to try and get him to come down these stairs. And he's like, come on, come on, have a game of catch the child, and all this. So she's, <laughs> Michael's walking through the house, Loomis is holding her up. <laughs> she's screaming. <laughs> <laughs> she's screaming like mad lowers her back into this room drops a big chain thing on his head starts shooting him with a trank fucking gun and then starts smacking him on the head with a two by four <laughs> Donald Pleasant I, I, I was just like what and Donald Pleasant's obviously doing he stood over him going die die die, die like that Donald Pleasant has got Ganza, he's got um, Dumbledore and Gondor of fire energy throughout the whole thing put your name in a goblet the whole time he just screams at everyone um, in the start of two, he does a good one, doesn't he? Where he's like, I shot him five times! I shot, I shot him! I shot him five times! In the times. first film, he starts off really reserved. And he's like, behind that guy was just puree. And all that guy, he gives that cool monologue. And then he just descends into this utter fucking idiot. It's oh, fantastic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just, I just love it. Even, again, everything I've just described to you was bad. And it was fun. And you were you were eating out like a freshly delivered pizza, mate. So I was sat in bed this morning again, still fucking dying a bit, and I was just like, "Fuck it, let's just put Halloween." Fo- there were, a lot of them are on Netflix, mate. The first one, Sweet. one, two, three, four, and five are all on Netflix. Must be able to, oh, that, that guy. I've already, I've seen three recently, but I would rewatch it. But I all say, all an hour twenty as well, mate. Hour twenty, uh, hour thirty. So you'll be fine. It's just it's the next kind of thing that is. six and Resurrection H two O and all that. I need to get hold of now. But I'll, I wonder if we can get a. Uh, much the box it is Halloween movies box it the Blu-ray or something. Oh, uh, I got a, I got another couple of Blu-rays the other day. I know we're all over the fucking place today, but we are always are, minute, mate. So now my carpenter collection is from uh, from oldest release to newest release. Um, Dark Star, Assault on <laughs> Precinct Thirteen, Halloween, The Fog, Escape from New York, The Thing, Christine, Starman, Big Trouble, Little China, Prince of Darkness, They Live, Vampires. Vampires was fucking stupid to get hold of, and so was so. Vampires is Indicator, some fucking weird thing that released it. Uh, Big Trouble in Little China was an Arrow video thing, so it was like thirty-five quid. They're always good though, because you get like these these and extras on those. Yeah, yeah. And then I've just picked up uh, the ones you obviously saw me post was Memoirs of an Invisible Man and Village of the Damned. Village of the Damned. It's fucking wild that that film's got Luke Skywalker and Superman in it. Yes! Mark Hamill's just turns up, yeah. No, it's wild. But I'm going to have to rewatch them because I haven't watched them in for Memoirs of an Invisible Man's fucking Chevy Chase as well, isn't it? But... Uh, yes, it is. Chevy, who was... Yeah, I, I, I was watching Apparently the... Uh, an arsehole on set, wasn't he? I, I watched the RLM up until it run down. I haven't watched the last one yet where they go, what, seven to one or whatever it is, but... Um, I heard them talking about what Chevy was like on set. Where they That's where I didn't want to work it, yeah. with him, yeah. But I need to watch the... Because who was supposed to originally rankings. direct it? And he didn't want to work with Chevy Chase, well, so they, 
they kept Chevy Chase Landis, but I don't know if that's true or not. Someone like that, wasn't it? Yeah, it, that's the first thing that came to my mind. But yeah, so they didn't want to do it, so they were like, "Oh, we'll just get Carpenter on board, fine, and he'll do it." Um, and they say it on RLM's video as well. Weird choice, Carpenter for a Invisible Man film, isn't it? Yeah. But but I, I I need to rewatch that because we were doing we we're doing our Carpenter run through. I need to watch from pretty much then onwards after after Christine onwards to rewatch those. So but I've I'm I'm looking forward to watching those because especially of the RLM feature when they're saying a lot of the time that it doesn't feel like a Carpenter film or it's a weird choice in the tape. Rich but rated it quite stand. high, didn't he? Yeah. 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 Um and I need I need to see what they put as number one. I might watch that um this afternoon actually to finish off the, the RLM yeah, trilogy that they did. Go. But um, you watched- I don't know how long we've been recording for now, mate. It could have been ages, but I'm I'm not busy. I don't know about you. I'll just be in bed if I'm not doing this. About an hour and oh god, about an hour and a half, give or take. I think. Fucking hell! This, this doesn't have a. This doesn't have a because we're not using our usual software. So I, I'm going by the time I press record. But you, here's another take from um, the big stud talking about hot meat and said in the show we don't mind tarantino i don't mind his films i think he's i think they're very some of them are some of them are excellent others are mm. fine i don't think he's like no like ant and Nolan. i don't think tarantino is god of directing i don't work i don't have pulp fiction posters in my room and all that crap i don't mind them one film i liked recently i was once upon a time in hollywood i thought that was fucking great um but i hadn't sat oh. down and watched it the other day didn't you great 10 out of 10 <laughs> what 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 i don't know what else you oh, could throw at it it's Fucking perfect ending. I, Cliff I, I love beans at her head. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, the dog food, isn't it? The dog food. That's it. Yeah, uh, it fucking they, breaks a face in. Yeah, that's it. But I, I films, it? Yeah. on t- on two layers. Three. We'll go three here, mate. Three things I loved about mm-hmm. this is I love any film that's made by a filmmaker that is obviously in love with films, and that is what this Please, is. It's yeah. it's 60s, 70s, like Hollywood, where. He's recreated it so perfectly, and obviously you can tell that Tarantino knows that era well, and th- th- so many little references to other films and, and and film sort of speak and stuff, the behind-the-scenes stuff, the stuff on sets, the fucking fight with Bruce Lee. Like, Jesus, honestly, you could, you could go on. Like, controversy around that as well. It's one of those where you've got two absolutely magnetic performances from Brad Pitt and DiCaprio to where you just can't take your eyes off for a second because they're both Robbie's great. great. The Manson gang are great. And Margaret Qualley as well. Oh, Roger. And then also the level of uh, insanity that just goes down at the end is fucking amazing. <laughs> it's just absolutely amazing. And it was well. one of them where a sort of bad side came out in my brain and I had to ask Beth after. I was like... That was satisfying watching them just fuck them up, wasn't it? And she was like, <laughs> "Yes." <laughs> we know the real uh, story as well, don't we? And obviously, they skew. It's once upon a time, so they skew the ending. We all know how the Manson murders sadly ended. Yeah, Tino you know, flips that on his head, and I think that plays into it as well. Where we're like, "Yeah, fuck you!" It's like almost like a fantasy kind of yeah. uh, ending for us. Yeah. Yeah, and again, you get the scene at the end where Sharon asks over the thing, like, is everybody okay? And it's like, oh, the gypsies certainly aren't. <laughs> yeah, and it's Brad Pitt, man. Brad Pitt is so cool. And he oh, looks like you in that with the shirts he wears. No, he's he doesn't. So I wish he, I wish he did, though, because that man, <laughs> he is... I, he I had this argument with Beth, and I was like, look at him. Just <laughs> look at him. And she was like, don't do it for me. I was like, you fucking... 
Oh, he's painted too late on. To back out, mate. Not too late what, to back out, mate. What, 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 what he's going like? He just looks great, doesn't he? He, he, he? I think he looks better now than he ever has in that fucking shirt with that blonde hair, like flopping yes. around. He just looks incredible. Yeah, and the sunglasses. He, he won the finally, and I just, won, I say finally, but he won his Oscar for that performance as well. Um, yeah. I've, there's a few actors who I think, and I know the Oscars are like Rotten Tomatoes. That I know a lot of people don't aren't bothered by them. I like the Oscars and. But a lot of people use them as a sign of leg- legitimacy. Now oh, they haven't like the best director never to win an Oscar. That doesn't mean Hitchcock isn't one of the best of all time. I mean, all my favourite directors probably would never go near one. Exactly. But well, it, it, it never come near them. Sorry. Doesn't mean their films are bad. But someone like Brad no. Pitt and there's other actors who, when he won that Oscar, I was like, finally, like other people out there now who think he's just a pretty boy or not a very good actor. May oh, think, I think he's one oh, of the most underrated actor. actors about in that it's sense great. where. It, because he's handsome, he gets this like exactly. he gets this thing slapped on him that he's a handsome leading man. He is absolutely not that. He's so he much a, more than he had that. A few cack films like Troy, which I didn't like, but either side of that, he got seven, even. Mate, even that is massive. Club. Troy is he's like maybe like one of his worst things he's done, and that film is absolutely massive, and it's on TV <laughs> oh, every fucking month. Like they never, they they they're never not showing the old sandals core, but. Yeah, twelve monkeys, five club, seven before all that, and, and others, obviously, plenty more. And then after that, he and he's also one of the best producers in Hollywood. Yeah, well, most yeah. of his films get noms for Oscar noms or winning the damn things, mm. and they also touch on kind of diverse subjects as well. He's a man who's a finger on the pulse, and he's, uh, he deserves more respect. I think Brad Pitt. I think I've always think thought he got thrown under the bus, but there are some actors who need to win things for people to legitimise them. I think Ryan Gosling's very similar. I think he's a very good actor. Rahul Coley tweeted about this the other day, didn't he? Where it's like he said that that one of the yes, things that people keep talking about is that you, you haven't made it unless you're in a Marvel or DC film. I think it's the same way. Both ends of the spectrum. You shouldn't you shouldn't be required to either be a superhero or win an Oscar to be considered oh, great right. at all. Like, Sadly. and they're both opposite ends of the spectrum because superhero they films are. don't win Oscars, do they? So. Uh, not so much, no, not the prestige ones, but but again, sadly, you're right though. But like when Brad Pitt won, people were, you know, it took people by surprise. Brad Pitt, you know, being the best actor of the year, like, yes, he usually is. It's just unfortunately mm. there have just been other stellar performances in the same year, which meant he couldn't win. But um, yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was 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 great. It's Tarantino. He's we we said it as well that. It's, uh, we prefer his older stuff. I mean, his his, his newer stuff. Sorry, his older stuff's good, of course it is, but. Like I'd rather watch the Hate for Late. I'd rather watch um, oh, the Hate for Late and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Hollywood are, my, are my two favorite oh. Tarantino films. And I know cinephiles like everywhere are fucking exploding, like the scene in like Scanners. But I, I don't care honestly. <laughs> those two are those two are the most entertaining that I've seen him do. And I know Pulp Fiction's this fucking. It's like it's heresy to not think it's great, and it's this snappy like. Well, it's yeah. Pulp Fiction, obviously, but it's, it's bloody long as well. I just, I just don't. I, I, that one just doesn't do it for me as much. And like I'm, it, not for a second saying it's bad. It just doesn't do it for me as much. Like it, but I, prefer, I think I, I like his progression as he's got on and on. Older, not older, but he's he's become more. I, his I think director it, to a point. As his films go on, I hear his voice in them less and less, sure. and I mean that in a good way because a lot of directors obviously struggle to find their own voice. I think he struggles to fucking dampen his own voice where that was a shut up (laughs) yeah you just hear his characters like you don't hear his characters you just hear him talking don't you yeah yeah no i I agree yeah his stamp is all over the film but yeah his voice necessarily like his literal voice anymore quite as much and yeah once upon a time in hollywood was 
great. Um, so I'm, I was glad to hear that you enjoyed that because uh, oh, I loved it, mate. And I don't know why I decided to stick it on. But... You know what I'm like? That uh, that was genuinely a film when it was coming out. I couldn't believe it came out in fucking 2019. Mm-hmm. And I was looking; it felt like that came out two minutes ago. And I remember seeing the trailer and being like, "I'm going to watch this. This looks fucking great." And then I remember wanting to go to the cinema, and maybe plans got a bit foiled. And you know when that happens. You just kind of forget about stuff then, don't you? Like, because I was obviously podcasting at the time, like, I had no reason to sort of watch stuff that was new, that was coming out for anything. Like, the only reason I do it now is to chat with you about it, mate. But, like, then, obviously I was like, I'll watch it when it comes out. And then you just forget. And then (laughs) this long later, it just gets chucked on Now TV. And I'm like, oh, I'll watch that then. Like, Because there's so much stuff that comes out. I speak about this with Burke as well. Every, I mean, especially now, now that the pandemic is not over, but we're starting to get fil- like cinematic films coming out. They're coming thick and fast, and there comes a they point are, where mate, yeah. there's great films at the beginning of the year, which I forgot I've seen, because mm. so much stuff's coming out recently, or and that, or just, just because of the shit show this year's been, and last year. You know, I, there, there's that meme going about where it's, you know, people struggling to process uh, beginning of 2020, and then five minutes later, it's 2022, literally. It's like, shit, yeah. Christ. It, and, 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 like uh, that. I, I've spoke to you about this before, mate, but I sort of, I consume so much stuff across so many different fucking mediums that I, I sort of do struggle to keep up with it. Like I'm constantly, I'm always reading a series of books. I'm playing through a set of games and then I'm trying to fucking watch the new stuff that's coming. I'm trying to rewatch through an old series of movies that have like, it's a beautiful more just, often, mate. I was going to say, the reason I've watched so many films is because I usually feel guilty and I'm like, no, I've got this book to read. I've got this game to play. I've got this. <laughs> I've just been bed bound for the last week. So I've just fucking honestly laid in bed and just watched films because it got to the point where a couple of days ago I, pl- I started playing through Metroid and I finished that now. Yeah. But Beth got me Metroid on the Friday before, like, so this is obviously a, a, well over a week ago, and I couldn't play it because you know you just don't even have. The, I didn't have the energy to fucking think. And Metroid's got a lot of sort of. Um, really sort of obtuse puzzles to figure out and and you've got to remember where you're going and where you've been and all this stuff and I mean it's a Metroid game so that's with it but my brain couldn't do it mate honestly I was like I just need to watch films I need something that's completely passive as a medium like I couldn't couldn't read a book because that, that requires me I couldn't play a game because that requires me like you just, just let the movie happen and, yeah, and look totally. and put the slashes on because they're easy to sit and watch mate there's your answer oh, yeah. to, why, to why the slashes are so uh, popular because you can just sit there even with the plague and still get into them shall um, we burn through a bunch of this stuff on my list quick Cause... Um, yeah because I've seen some of them well one of them you recommended I watch and I have done and most of the others I've seen so yeah go well, let's you, do you, that you then, take mate. the floor mate take the floor go censor go censor oh god Ant told me the other day he, he watched it it's on YouTube um, said how wicked it was this atmospheric British like kind of weird little British horror film about the video nasties of the 80s I watched it the over the course of two nights because I fell asleep because I put it on at about midnight because I'm an idiot mm. um, went back to rewatch it after seeing Venom and I remember saying to Ant I'm going to see Venom tonight but I'm more I'm more excited to re- to watch the ending of Sensor than I am to watch Venom and I, yeah. that was proved right because Venom's fine but Sensor was fucking great Sensor was a really surprisingly good yes, little yeah. dirty independent British horror film, which it's right up there for me this year. Got no Easily. right to be as good as it was, and I know that's a cheap saying, but it didn't. It it just kind of came De- debut like, film from a oh. Welsh uh, director as well. I can't remember what her name is. It's like a three-barrel thing. Uh, yeah, I'll find that out as well. You do um, it. You do it. It's 
she's great really anyway. Well and done. I, I can't wait to see what she does next because uh, Prano, I couldn't believe Crano Bailey Bond. Yeah, I, I yeah. You take it, mate, because... Uh, Neva Algar is a star, and she is fantastic unbelievable. in it. But, but yeah, it's set, in the, it's set in the time of the video nasties in the 80s, and it, and it follows a group of film censors as they're watching these kind of like mind-numbingly gory B, B, C, D, Z movies, and you know, they, probably, yeah. they, they stuff, become so insensitised, they're just laughing at them almost. For, for context as well for our US listeners, in the UK... Yes. What 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 years are this set in? What decades are this in again? Did the eighties? I think it was eighties, isn't it? In the UK, I, was it Thatcher who did this? Some, somebody yep. was responsible for this. Thatcher did it. Where basically they weren't just uh, they, they weren't just rating films like in America. Obviously, the film ratings came in and stuff like that. In the UK, they were cutting films up, so they were literally taking a film and going, "Right, we don't like this beheading scene. Remove that from the film. We don't like this scene where somebody's guts fall out. Let's remove that from the film." And it it basically created this underground circle of people selling unedited, uncensored versions of these films. And this film touches upon that. And I think it it's so good at like sort of painting the picture of what trying to watch a horror film was like in that era. And then it's also a different film on top of that, isn't it? About trauma film, isn't it? Grief yeah. and trauma. And like they're repressing, repressing uh, those states. And then it comes to pass that they, the main character, Neve Algar's character, when she lets them all out, it's such an interesting little mystery because it's a mystery as well. As far as it's a mystery, yeah, it's a mystery horror. Because yeah. when it get, when the mystery is revealed, I think it's so I think it's great. We, like, we won't I've spoil it here. Say they didn't like the ending, but I did. I thought the ending. Oh was man, I loved fun, it. Mate. We won't spoil it here, but I want to make I sure I talk to you about this aftermath because I want to see what you think of this bit. But basically, the, the mystery is at the start of the film, her sister's gone missing. That's right. She's been um, missing for a while now. Yeah. It's been missing for a while, and she's reviewing one of the really nasty films from a guy. What's his name? Something North? Frederick North? Frederick North. It's called Don't Go to Church or something? Or Don't, Don't Go, go to, to Church, church. Which, which has been said to be like one of the worst video nasties about. And she sees a girl in it who is basically, she says, right, that's my sister. And then it's her journey into sort of the production side of it she's trying to get in touch with the director the producers the other actors she's trying to find who this girl is and she that leads her down a rabbit hole and uh yeah we can't really say much more than that it's a simple into little rabbit hole yeah it's a simple little premise but like it, it unravels into something bigger and it looks I, fantastic oh i can't believe like the way it's sort of this neon foggy haze over the entire thing as well. It looks dirty and horrible, doesn't it? It doesn't look like the atmosphere. I think you said it as well on one of your IG posts. Like the atmosphere that it builds is fantastic. That's what we want from a horror film: atmosphere. And it, when we're telling you that there's an '80s film about horror films, you've got this film painted in your head that it is, and it's not that. It's absolutely not that. It feels like I don't know. It's fucking weird and like. It's it's seedy, isn't it? There's a really strange <laughs> bunch of shit going on, and and obviously, uh, what do you say? Her name is Neve. Neve. Neve Algar. Yep. Her character's just trying to get through it all and uh, navigate mm. through it, and yeah. something happens in the film which kind of also sends her into a spiral as well, mm-hmm. um, alongside the fact that she thinks she may have found her her sister it- within this video nasty. Is this is this one that's like up, up there for you this year, mate, or is it just yeah. is it there or thereabouts? It's up there because it came again. It, it came out what seven months ago, mate. I don't know when it came out, but it kind of yeah, a while came ago. In, didn't really know anything about it. Um, Ant mentioned it. I've seen a few of the guys on online 
uh, Mad Love Movies, and that's how good it was. JB Burke sent it to me the other day. He said, have you seen this? Because he's currently watching it and digging it. So it just seems out of nowhere. It suddenly just had this kind of boom of people finding it, which is... When it's good, I think it's only just gone on to UK like rental stuff. Maybe I'm not sure, but it's and, a tenner now, so it's it can't have like it can't have been on there from the start no, of the year. That's a that's a released price. That is yeah, yeah. Um, so it seems to be people are finding. It. So you haven't seen Sensor? Check it out. But obviously, but the best thing best hour twenty minutes give, as well. Just it flies by. Go watch it. Yeah. Best advice I'll give is just turn your phone up. Just watch the watch the film. As I know you should do it of every film, but yeah, focus on it and you'll see. And there's so much in it you'll like. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I haven't like obviously I can't finish it until I was going to do it. I don't usually do this kind of stuff. I was going to do a top ten for this year. So at the end of the year we can what do we it. can um, read it out. But sensor is right up there, mate. Honestly. Oh, I watched Quiet Place too as well. We'll do that one really quick because everybody's always stuck. I thought, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty good. Didn't think it was. I thought it first. was. I thought it was fucking ace. I liked it more yeah, than the first. Nice. Some Last um, of Us vibes in there. I did as well. Last of Us vibes. So many little. I won't won't go on about this one for ages, but so many little character moments that just made me like literally cheer like that. I loved between um, the daughter and uh, Simmons, and what's the fucking Ian oh, Murphy? Yes, him. The daughter and him, their relationship, and how that developed throughout the film. Where obviously you've got Jim from the office in the first one is <laughs> the perfect dad, and he knows every single way about how to handle and how to sort of. Uh, approach everything with his daughter and how to keep her safe and how to do this. This guy's not that. And he slowly develops into understanding exactly what he needs to do in this really shit world. As well. Yeah. And if he's a good guy or a bad guy to begin with, it's really, yeah, that I loved all that where you didn't know where his loyalties lied. And then there was the creepy stuff going on with his wife and daughter that you didn't want to talk about. And then there's that fucking that bit where spoilers here, but this has been out for ages. I'm just slow yeah, to watch just... it because I, whatever, but the bit where he, he goes underwater and he's got the hearing aid in his mouth and he, and he comes he comes out i was like oh my fucking god i love this film and i love this nice guy. guy yeah I, just I, like i don't know what i gave it i think i gave an, an, a quarter place eight eight and a half i think i gave this one seven and a half maybe because i didn't i think i did dislike it um i just for me the first one worked better because i don't know there was that mystery of what's going on i don't I think, think a quarter place to ruin the mystery I know, they, I know they showed what happened at the beginning, but I don't think it ruined the mystery, which I quite liked. They expanded upon it. Um, but just for me, the first one. I think one, they do a lot better. more in this one with the idea of trying to stay quiet. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. there's a lot of set pieces in it where, like, it's so horrible <laughs> watching it. Your palms are sweating and, like, you're just like, oh, God, just don't. And you can see, like, the way it's shot, like, somebody's about to kick a can as they walk in, but they can't see it. And then they. They just fucking do it, and then it goes mental. Don't eat Emily Blunt, please. Um, I thought and what was going to happen. Shitting yourself, and the characters are running around all over the place, and I, oh, it didn't happen. What I thought was going to happen was I thought it was going to be a bit uh, cheesy, but it wasn't. Obviously, no. uh, John Krasinski dies in the first film. I thought Emily Blunt was going to bite it in this film, and the third film was the kids who then had to solve it and be, be the heroes. But again, spoilers that that doesn't happen, and Emily Blunt is going to be in the final film. That scene at the end where you've basically got the two parallel scenes, one in the radio station, because then the fucking amazing bit, mate, honestly, where they get on the, they're on the pier and they get on the boat and those things go to jump and chase after them. And it's just, they don't give it much fanfare. They don't do anything with it. They just can't, can't moment, swim. Yeah. They can't swim. 
And it's just like, oh my yeah. fucking God, why, how could you, we could have been living normally all this time, they can't fucking swim, like, it's this. Then there's that boat which is drifting. Yeah, oh then boy. the boat drifts and hits the fucking bridge and it's got on it and it's got onto the land and it starts smashing up there and I'm like, Freedom no! Time. Like, it's just, the emotion levels throughout, like, up and down and up and down and everything's going wrong and you're thinking, how the fuck is this going to end up like anything... <laughs> that they get out of and then Jaiman Honsu shows up at the end for two minutes and gets, get, yeah. he, he gets he turns up doesn't even get a name and then yeah. he's killed <laughs> oh god yeah. I hope they only do I, I, as much as I enjoy them I hope they stop at the third film I the think main they trilogy. will mate. they are doing they spin-offs do. there is one coming out next year I think maybe the year after which is a spin-off I, can't, I think right. John Krasinski is I think he's directing that as well but, um, I think the best thing that you could do with this out of three movies, then do a show with a bunch of different characters. Yeah, well, like, I mean, I'm going to say... Imagine, imagine an eight-episode Netflix Quiet Place show. I'd fucking watch yeah, the shit out of that. Have it run parallel with the main film, but you don't have to reference it because they're, yeah. they're not like Luke Hahn and Leia. They're not characters that you know, like, oh, John Krasinski over there. But just have it at the same time so it's familiar. Yeah. It'd be fun. I'd like that, yeah. Um, I just I mean, if, if they do more films, great, but... The, the, what, the, the, these films work because it focuses on this family. It's a family horror film. I don't mean mm. watch it with your kids, but it focuses on this family. It's about family. Yeah, who, who needs who needs logic when you've got family? Um, who needs box office when you've got family? Uh, yeah, quiet place too, though, mate. Uh, I'm glad loved he. It. It's another Absolutely film that you enjoyed. This is you need to be ill more, mate. I'm telling you. I. Uh... 21 I watched Ju- Judas and the Black Messiah is the best thing I've seen all year. Um, yes. We'll get we'll get into that like. I think we should get into these later on where we do our favourite films of the year. Certainly the ones that you like, at least. Yeah, I thought Judas was... I've, I, I've now... You know where I was making that list, like I said a minute ago? I've got eight films that I've really liked this year. I haven't got anything else I would confidently put on here that I've loved. Like, You've got a few it's more to come out f- yet. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I'll have a ten by the end of the year. I need two more, but... Uh, by the first this week year, of January, we'll have it. Yeah, in, in no order. It's like just what Judas is my favorite thing I've seen this year. But Judas and the Black Messiah, Candyman, Quiet Place, Censor, Nobody, Suicide Squad, Justice League, and Free Guy. Would have um, thought, we say it, who would have thought Justice League would be in there? We've, I we can't believe it, it myself, it but I can't. I, I, yeah, I can't lie. I can't say that I didn't fucking love it. It, it was can't great. Lie, he can't I die. Can't lie. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Uh, they had a big statue. They had a big model of Harley Quinn and Superman in the Warner Brothers reception which was hot oh nice um I, I would have loved to have come out of that film with a big shitty cheesy grin on my face and said yeah told you all this snyder cut thing was a bad idea but um no, i'm very was, much ready to be wrong most of the, the time i open my shit it. gob that's where npm works is that we'll always we'll always be happily say we're wrong and i thought the snyder cut was going to be a load of old ass but i thought it was, fine. It was pretty good if I, yeah. seven and a half out of ten nothing wrong with it perfect film no flaws seven and a half um no, yeah, judas i thought was Judas, I thought, was powerful. Daniel Kalu and Lakeith are so fucking good. Um, but it's sad because, obviously, it's based on a true story and a lot of the things in it are still happening now. There's one moment in that film which infuriated me involving one of the police officers. Infu- the way he was talking about... Again, I won't give too much away, but the way he was just talking about what was happening and how they're going to deal with, you know, as, they, as they'd say, these kind of people... Um, mm. they made my chief itch but uh, yeah Judas is great so yeah we'll get into that then when if it's yeah because we're obviously we're pushing two hours at this point we've still got some a couple other things haven't we but um, Free Guy you watch that Free Guy uh, 
I thought it was going to be a cringe fest of fucking game speak and like dog shit like that. Uh, I wasn't really in a rush to watch it because I honestly just did not look like something I'd enjoy. And then everybody came out of it and said, I can't believe how good this was. I was like, what the fuck? And then I went and watched it and it wasn't the uh, the humour in it that sort of sold me the most. It was really like heartfelt, wasn't it? It was it really, was. really nice film. It wasn't I think it was hilarious. Yeah, and like just the stuff with Stephen. It, it's a much so Ready Player One. I I don't know about you, I really liked Ready Player One. Well, I thought it was okay. Didn't have all the heart though, did it? It really okay. didn't nail it with the characters outside of the fucking whatever it was called, the dome or whatever it was, mm, the Oasis. The Oasis. I loved everything inside the Oasis. I said the other day, like, fucking, there's a scene in it where Mecha Godzilla fights a fucking Gundam, <laughs> like, while Jason Voorhees is running around. And, like, do you know what I mean? There's Pretty too much. Bougie. King Kong and the fucking Jurassic Park. And everybody, I remember it coming out with people like, oh, oh, it's just, it's all these things. I'm like, well, yeah, that's what it is. Like, yeah, that's what the book is. Yeah, it's just like yeah. a pop culture explosion. And I think. Free Guy is the film that I think people thought they were getting with Ready Player One, where Free sure. Guy is actually about... Because Ready Player One seemed like it was going to be a thing about a video game, a virtual video game, and it's not really, is it? It's about, like, pop culture, and then it's about how we consume pop culture by the end. The message is that they just switch it off once a three... Like, it's not about what, like, Free Guy's about, where it's, like they're literally inside a video game that's been developed on the go and like all the problems that actual contemporary video games have like Taika Waititi plays literally like the CD project red devs. <laughs> yeah. It's like telling them to finish the game before it's ready. Um, it taps into all- the streamer world as well, doesn't it? You get the, yeah, the, the Twitch streamers or just the YouTube as well. And how, and it just even like little things like their reactions to the game going down. It's almost like their life is over. But it what does it from do a perspective of somebody who understands video games. It doesn't do yeah. it like where it's it sounds like, life. yeah, it doesn't do it like where it sounds like a 40 year old trying to understand or <laughs> an 80 year old in Spielberg trying to understand what the fuck video game landscape looks like. So he Wi-Fi. just, Spielberg did what he knew. And what he knew worked for me in Ready Player One. It just wasn't the film I think people thought it was going to be. No, no. no. Um, it wasn't about a virtual reality video game thing. It was about existing in pop culture and all that stuff, like I said. But, yeah, it had so much more heart, mate. The, the, obviously, spoilers, but the scene where, where where guys stood there in the game and Jodie Comer's character walks up to him and fucking Steve from Stranger Things just, do you want to go for a coffee? And I was, like, it was like a John Hughes moment, wasn't it? It's like, yeah, sure, I'll come for a coffee, and then the credits play. And she says no. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, how <laughs> she not see this shit? And then Guy goes, oh, blah, 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 something about loving her. He goes, well, I was programmed to do so. And she goes, yep. oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. and then goes running across the road. And maybe it's just me being a bit fucking simple with it, but I was on it. I was just like, yes, I love this. I love these not two characters. Sweet. It's just sweet. Just Jodie Comer and Steve from Stranger Things are two of the most fucking likable human beings on the planet, and putting them in a film together where they slowly fall in love like a pair of dorks just warm my heart up a little bit. Big old dork, isn't he? In that, yeah, Um, exactly. They're making a sequel to this film, and which is going to be interesting. I I can't remember. We did hypothesise before with Burke about where it's going to go, and he came up with a good idea. But I can't remember. Did you like this then, mate? I can't remember what you said. Yeah, I liked it. I didn't think, again, like you, I didn't think it was laugh out loud funny, but again, it had a lot of heart. There was one moment in it, and I forgot what the scene is, so I'm going to have to find it. 
there's a moment at the end with I don't want to give too much away, but you know a couple of companies. No, do it, that, man. I've already given the. Like big... like the you, get, you get you get a moment with, uh, with Captain America's shield, the lightsaber, Hulk smash, the music yeah, plays, good. the lightsaber's like yes, and, then, and again it was. Well, a lot of people said that's that the liked. reason like the film was good, but again, it was more the emotional side of it that got me. It was the cherry I was, I was really into the, it beautiful cake that was that yeah. was when you get a pizza that was a nice surprise it's oh pizzas yes got herbs in the tomato sauce which just accentuates the flavor it's everything yeah. good about it but you've got that little bit of seasoning you don't want too much herbs because then it tastes no, like exactly. a fucking bath bombs and you go it didn't but lose just sight right of what made the film good which was guy jody coma's relationship and the, and the kind of strange like surprisingly layered story they told but they just sprinkled these extra bits of topping on top like a cap shield the lightsaber and just kind of fun kind of yeah. Pump, pump the air moments. Yeah, yeah. I like three guys. I think I'd give it an eight out of ten. I've, I did quite enjoy. it I, honestly, mate, I couldn't. I couldn't really pick too many faults. It's just a really nice, heartwarming, fun little adventure film that understood what it was saying, which is the most important bit. Because if they come out of that, like you know, how sometimes they refer to like video games and films, and you could tell the person fucking writing it has never played a game, no and they're idea, like, yep. this was this was going into so much depth about how everything. In the video game landscape, works like from the like you said, from the streamers to the developers to the coding to everything, how everything works and how people get scammed out of stuff and how people's credit doesn't uh, work doesn't get credited and all that stuff. But I've remembered the two jokes that killed me. Uh, <laughs> not not probably the best ones in it, but I I don't know. Um, if you can do it justice. It's basically the bit where Jodie Comer kisses him for the first time, and then she says, obviously she's at home but she's got the headset on playing the game as a virtual character and she goes uh, hold on there's somebody at the door and Ryan Reynolds just goes I'll say <laughs> fucking walk it absolutely destroyed me no reason that that should get me that bad but just Ryan Reynolds' delivery. performance yeah and his delivery just like oh I'll say like what's that even fucking mean someone's at the door like it was funny and then the other one was where she goes to like she they're in the action sequence in fucking Channing Tatum's lair and oh, uh, Tatum yeah and, she pulls him in at one point and she goes, is that a Glock in your pocket? And he goes, no. And she's like, yeah, oh what? God. And he's like, it's two Glocks. <laughs> yeah. Janet Satan was great because I had no idea he was in it. And his cameo was great when he's played by the, the kind of like the will actually kind of guy. Um, I liked that scene. Janet Tatum, I, I like Janet Tatum as well. He's always up for a laugh. Yeah, Free Guy was great. Jodie Comer and Ryan Reynolds were fun. Yeah, yeah, you got kind of worried. I was like, "Oh, is this is going to be a vehicle for Ryan Reynolds to be odd?" But no, he's 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 found his niche, and he's how how are we not fed up it. of Ryan Reynolds? Because I'm not. I don't know about you, but oh, he's, he's fucking. He's in every watch, whiskey, fucking bone, and fucking everything advert, and then he's in every. He's in a film every other week, and because he's he still kind of changes like free guy isn't deadpool which is why it works he he, he changes his humor ever so slightly from snarky to well he's naive almost like kind of sweet for for, for some of the time he, he but he, he still retains his wonderful delivery and it's just his voice is funny as well so uh then maybe there'll come a time but today is not this day same with nicholas cage i mean that motherfucker's bringing out a film every week and people are still digging it Man is busy, isn't he? That man is fucking busy. But the Rock as well. But we've mentioned the Rock on this show many times. Yeah, yeah. Well, Dwayne. 
quite yeah. good as some of the other actors. Uh, Dave Bautista was in Dune, and uh, you know, Bautista's pretty good in that film. Uh, oh, don't tell Bestford. I know, I know, he's he's pretty good in that film. But um, we didn't even we, we'll mention DC fandom. Shit, we can talk about that. Oh shit, we we mention that next week. Um, yeah, we can probably oh, do that next week because I so much stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you do it next week because we've still got this fucking list of shit. I haven't even written everything down, mate. Honestly, Uh, if you want to cut it off here, if you want to cut it off here, I've been deleting them as we go. So uh, it's it's Um, up to you. I don't mind, mate. Yeah, we'll 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 we'll, we'll save it for next week then. A couple of things because um, one of them, there's well, two of the things on the list. They're not, you know, they can they can move on to next week. Um, They both two of them, especially like uh, Bond. Because yeah, I've Bond just watched, I've watched all the Bond films, Bond. but I still haven't seen No Time to Die yet. That's why I watched them all because I thought I'd be ill for a couple of days. So <laughs> I, I was like, ah, I'll just have a bit of a cold. So I, I'm going to get back to work on like the wet. So I got ill on like the Sunday. Uh, got back from work. I had a bit of a sore throat, and then I was like, literally dying the Monday. And I was like, right, I'm not coming in. So I gave my couple of shifts away then, but then I was like, phone work on Wednesday. I was like, no, I'm I'm really fucking ill. And then I'm, obviously, I'm just in case it was COVID, they sent off a thing to a. They they sent me a thing saying don't come in until the twentieth, basically. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I went and got a test done and shit, so I'm fine. Uh, I've not got COVID. I did a home test a and a cold. NHS test and a, all the stuff. Yeah, I've got whatever this wank super cold is. Man, I still feel a bit around, rough, bro. but. Um, you sound it. <laughs> the the plan was, um, yeah, I would go back and watch No Time to Die as well. Uh, but we'll touch on it next week because um, I'll talk about the Bond films then, and I'll just leave this list. Uh, let me quickly mention one because there's no point fucking yeah, dragging it into next week. I watched Blood Red Sky, and that was one of the wankiest things I've seen in a long time. <laughs> Do you remember the trailer Why? for this, mate? Yes, yes. Oh, it's just not fucking good, honestly. It's like. I started watching it, and the trailer didn't look too bad, and then I saw that fucking What's-His-Face showed up from Prison Break. Not the main man. Uh, what's his name? Red Sky, his name is... Again, I have to Google it. Dominic Purcell, that's it. He was, uh, uh, as soon as Lincoln. Dominic Purcell showed up, I was like, this man only shows it. up in shite, doesn't he? I mean, that yeah, man yeah, is yeah. straight to VOD shit every week. Like, yeah. And he showed up, and... It, Basically, long story short, this fucking woman's on this plane and these bunch of terrorists are on the plane and they want to crash it because of the stock market or something. It's so vague what they want to do. And then this woman, to protect everybody, turns into a vampire. Well, she's already a vampire. She she starts biting people anyway to protect her kid. But then she infects a bunch of more people and then they're all vampires on the plane and they're all fighting each other. And it gets to the most ham-fisted ending of all fucking time where there's this, like... uh, there's this dude who's, I think, I think he's like an Indian guy or something, and he pulls the plane up. He's the last survivor. They've had to chop his hand off because he got bit on the hand. So he's pulling up with the fucking plane in the Scottish runway, and he's holding his hand up saying, look, I'm injured. I can't, I can't let the... And he's like, look, you're a terrorist. We know you're a terrorist. So what? No, let me do it properly. They go, we know you're a terrorist. Uh, can you let the passengers off the plane or we're going to shoot you on sight? And he's like... Yeah. He's like, I'm not a terrorist. I can't explain, but you ca- you cannot let these people off the plane. Every- everybody's vampires by this point. Yes. He's like, you cannot let these people off the plane. And he's like, don't so, so put your hands on your head. If you don't put your hands on your head, we'll shoot your fucking head off. Like, and he's like, why do you think I'm a terrorist? I, there's nothing go- like, wh- what is good? I mean, again, ham fist as fuck. This man's like a, a different skin color to these fucking Scottish hams. So they're all so like, you're like, a terrorist. Definitely a terrorist. The film doesn't do it like that these guys... It doesn't do it in, like, a clever way. It does it in, like, a 
oh god like is that really how this would go like oh this god like two hours long jesus it's fucking shit honestly and then by <laughs> the end basically the vampires all start getting off the plane and then the little kids nicked a phone off one of the terrorists that's got a bomb on it and he sets the bomb off and kills the vampires but then randomly they just let this guy who they thought was a terrorist two seconds ago he starts sprinting around the plane trying to get to the kid because the kid's not been bitten and mate it was a shit show honestly it was an absolute shit show it was 90 minutes long i'd probably still watch it to see but i'm not sitting through to i guess only 30 reviews 80 percent on rotten tomatoes (laughs) (laughs) honestly mate again not getting into that (laughs) like we did earlier reviews though but I would watch but, it if it's 90 minutes, but... Those 30 reviews yeah. must be the fucking cast and the extras <laughs> that and watched their families. It In fact, I shouldn't say that, because I have just moaned that people don't <laughs> all think the same about films. But you know what I mean, mate? It, it was really... It was it rough. I, I really didn't like watching films it. films you've seen this week. Absolutely not, no, mate. I really yeah. didn't like it at all. And the, the effects and that. stuff... So she gets the wig pulled off her head after one point, and then the massive fangs are out, and she's bald with the red eyes. You can picture like every vampire in everything ever yep. these days. And she's running around the plane like Nosferatu, and there's fucking one guy with a gun. They're all blasting guns away on the plane and blowing holes in the side, and somehow the plane's fine. Like, and uh, these the, are the action films I don't like. And she's running around, and then like the the guy's like, she's on our side, like, and she's trying to run and bite. So destroy everyone. It sounds as uh, oh, and get so, uh, sorry, Bespin. It's a Netflix film, so they're hitting. They're uh, very hit and miss. I don't mind some, but you, out of ten Netflix films, you may only get like two which are actually decent. It, the rest it, are a bit whiff. It basically. Yeah, there's a bit at the end where her son cuts his wrist and starts feeding her the blood, as, as you knew there would be, and then she gets to it, and she's like, oh, like she's wanting to, and so then she she fucking pushes him down a hole so that she can't eat him, and then she blows up. <laughs> it's so bad, mate, honestly, it's so bad. It's just really bad. I want to watch it, but I'm not wasting two hours of my Mate, go on your Netflix that. and just skip through, like, skip 20 minutes, then skip another do 20, that. and then skip 10, the and just do that. the best moments. I'll watch that. Just, just go on it, and... It even got, like halfway through it, it starts going into a flashback about how she got infected in the first place, and then she, she they go back to the fucking house where this old vampire guy's like, "We we need to destroy this at the source," and then they blow themselves up, but she Graham doesn't die. And sometimes mate, films like this work when there's just she's on a plane and she's a vampire, and that's all you need to know. Well, I saw the trailer, and then like I was like, "Oh, this trailer looks pretty good," and the trailer did look pretty good, so I thought I'll just chuck it on. But, uh, Jesus, mate. Well, I, I ain't yeah. watching that then. I'm not watching that. I've, I'm taking Ant's recommendation. and I'll, I'll not one more off the list because this is going to take me three seconds to do. I watched the first Venom and it was shit. There you go. <laughs> I watched the second one and it's all right. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. But I got, we mentioned it earlier on here. Yeah, I'm not going to rush back and watch them again. Ven- Venom, mate, it's not even anything complicated. I didn't care about any of the characters in it. I don't think any of the action sequences work. I, don't, I didn't laugh at it. And I don't like Tom Hardy that much. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. In a nutshell, why Ant didn't like Venom. Then he certainly won't like Venom kills. No, that's what I mean. Venom. I'm not going to. Venom. <laughs> Venom. Venom. <laughs> Venom ween kills. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween, let there be carnage. Uh, yeah, I, it, which to be fair though, you could probably change those times. Would work, to be honest. 
And you, mm. When you watch the film, well, Halloween, you'll know what I mean. But uh, you need to, as soon as you get a chance to watch that, mate, I want to hear your thoughts. Dune as well. I'm still so excited for it, mate. I'm excited to see big old Michael Myers back on the big screen and hear that fucking sick Carpenter score throughout the whole thing. Because he's, he's done an hour and 15 minutes worth of score for this one. Can, he can, and I don't mean to sound like that guy, but who's actually jumping on the Carpenter cock, but the, the score is good. You, you do know it's a mate, score. Because that, that, it's is a, that is a cock that needs to be jumped on. <laughs> that is one that needs to be reading mercilessly when it comes to score. That man that is, is a very good score. fucking legend, isn't he, Sam? You'll like the score. I think, I, we, I think you'll like Halloween Kills. I think you'll get more out of it, which is... I hope I so, hope, mate. We hope so. Yeah, mm. hopefully because again it's not a bad film it's mid-tier Halloween but again I'm like you and Bestman said that I'm closer to these than you two are which means um, I'll either yeah. like it more or really dislike it more. but I really but oh, you know me mate I love horror films anyway and I love I really like 2018's Halloween so mm. I was so pumped for it but because there are some there are some critics that just don't like horror I fucking love horror so I'll always try to give it oh, a yeah, man. You, possible got, you've done horror um, podcasts and shit just, haven't you I just, I just, I've always, I've always, it's always been my go-to genre ever since I was, uh, however long old I was, a decade and a half, two decades. Again, back to the pizzas, mate. Horror is pizza where it, it always pretty much works. Like, yeah. even when it doesn't work, I don't feel like I've wasted my time watching a horror film. I never yeah, do, no, honestly. Yeah. And you know, if I watch like a drama and it's boring and shit and I get nothing out of it, I really do feel like I've just wasted two hours. With horror, I never really do because at least it, it's like... Again, it's because it's this subgenre and it's this weird little thing that like a, a certain group of people like and that. And even when you watch a bad one, you just add into your sort of knowledge of that subgenre. Aren't you? And that's it, mate. I've always loved horror, so I'll always try to score it as high as possible just because I fucking love it. But mm. yeah, I've, I'm, sure, I'm sure you'll dig it, though, mate. Hopefully, I hope you like Dune as well because I. The more I've just sat here thinking about it, the more I'm thinking that may be the best film I've seen all year. Uh, oh, yes, I don't know, Matt. mate. I don't. I mean, and I'm talking about everything, like. People are saying how big it is. This is a big fucking film. I mean, it just looks huge. I want to... So I could watch it on Wednesday, but I might wait until IMAX on Friday and just watch it in IMAX. Oh, oh, no, I'm turning into Denis Villeneuve now. If you've got the option to watch it in IMAX, do it. No, but, I mean, just... I went to watch Ghost in the Shell at IMAX, and the Dune trailer came on in there, and that Dune trailer looked amazing in IMAX. So yeah, I've heard people say that IMAX is the best. But what the, the one I saw on was still nice and big, but if you can watch it on IMAX and you're going to get... It's, again, it's not going to make the film better, per se, but it's going to make the experience just even... It will be that seasoning on the pizza. It will yeah. be that really rich pepperoni. Is uh, this the yeah. first time, like... Because we, we've literally gone on for so long here and we could go for another two hours here, couldn't we? We've got enough stuff to go on. This is the, we, we've skipped a week and now we can't shut up, but... Um, mm. Hopefully, well, by the next episode we'll do, we'll get through the rest of this list. I'll have seen Halloween Kills and No Time Shit. to Die. And, and, then, and, then, uh, God and probably Dune. Seeing The Last Duel later on. Um, oh, yeah. I, hopefully, I'll have seen Dune, No Time to Die, and Halloween Kills, and The Last Duel by the next episode. <laughs> so, And then whatever else we decide to watch on streaming or play as well. So there'll be plenty of stuff. Well, th- I'll try and wedge them in between working. So hopefully oh, yeah, I can see I've got to go to work, haven't I? Um, I forgot. I actually forgot about that because I've got a day off. I've only got three day week because it's half term next week. So um, I am. I, I'm with Nipper. So uh, I'm going to be. Up, but I'll still be able to watch stuff. He's with child. And with Mate, child. I think that. I, I I thought about this. Random, random as fuck question here. Do you watch yeah. more movies now that like you've got a kid? Because it is something that because you can't really play games. I don't think when you've got obviously to look after a kid, but you can watch a movie, can't you? 
Uh, yeah, we don't. We well, the films that we watch together are um, they're not really. No, I don't mean together. I mean like. PM. I mean like. Since you've had a kid, like, because you just obviously found yourself on the couch more, don't you? Uh, yeah. I, well, to be fair, yes. Looking uh, after since, a kid. Since Olivia's been born, yeah, it's kind of because well, you can't, you can go out. Of course, you can because that's the yeah. that's the beauty of having a mother and a father or or two parents or a child, whatever. Is hmm. that you can. You know, I'm going out. Okay, I'll stay and look after the child, or vice versa. I'll stay, and, and, watch, I'll stay and watch Blood Red Sky with the child. Oh, God, and, and it, by the end of it, I'll be like, "Kick and stay here." I'm going to top myself. <laughs> yeah. um, that, that I don't condone that. That's not funny. Um, but yeah, I know I have done. I've watched. I've watched more. But I found that in the last, well, well, well pre-May this year, I was going to. I went to the cinema all when Olivia was born. Just that's the more, thing. More frequently, I, guess... I say. Okay. I don't know why. I was going to say, do you find yourself going to the cinema less, but watching stuff at home more? Because you've no, I got... found myself going more at the time, and then um, and now in the last couple of weeks, I found myself well, probably because there's more stuff to watch at the cinema. I've gone a bit, a few more times. Like in the last mm. four days, I'd have gone three times, I think. Um, this is cool. a bizarre thing to say, but I've gone Been to the cinema le- less since I've started working there. That's really, I suppose, is it because you just because you're well? There, if I get if I get one day off, I don't want to go in uh, on that cool. day off. So you so get like, staff screenings, so you get to watch the, the big films you probably want to watch anyway. Yeah, exactly. I get to watch them early, but I think I've only been once as a customer since I since I was there. Like another people, obviously you get tickets for free anyway, so you can go. But I, I um, want to go and see Andy Lie on the day off. Me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's gonna get you for that. Oh, he's oh. a nice lad. We get him on the show. Well, one day I'll come up there and I'll, he can treat me to a film. Yeah, they treat you to um, and some fur. He'll treat you to some Nolan film or something. Knowing Andy, that's his. That's his guy. Certainly not Spielberg, Jesus. But um, <laughs> let's wrap it up then, mate. Because we've got well, you've got a couple of things for next week. We've already got a shit ton for next week, so you know what you're getting next week. Um, and then yeah. after that, last night in Soho comes out, so I'm going to try and watch the Edgar Wright films in anticipation of that as well. Yes, the, we will do that. That will be the coffee episode we do next, Andy. Yep. Then know. we've got uh, Van Damme from Dimsky. We've got the uh, Zombieland films from Horn. Uh, there was the rom-com from Andy's Misses. There was, I think there's another one as well. I did look the other day. So um, some pretty cool choices. So we will get on to yeah. that one. But yeah, plenty to talk about next week. But uh, all right, MP Madness Pod all over the internet where you can find the show. Where can they find you, Ant? Uh, Ant shot first. And you, mate? Uh, what I watched tonight to search all the all the socials for those two handles and find us there. Tell everyone how great the show is because we'd really like it. And to, to, stop, to stop us going on for two and a half hours, I'm going to call it quits there and say, see ya. And for man. I tell him five times! I tell him! I tell him five times! <laughs> no! <laughs> Shit. Um, I'm going to get evicted. 